Telemetry recovered. Thanks, Chris, for coming and spending some time with us. Hey, thanks for having me, and uh, I, I got to thank you guys for adjusting your schedule around because I, I know completely what it's like when you're trying to get people on and they're busy and you're busy and you're juggling schedules. So, I, I you know, I know what that's like. Well, that's yeah. Uh, we, yeah. <laughs> we definitely uh, moved other people's schedules around when we had Rotorite on. So, mm-hmm. you know, only right that we uh, muck around our own to to suit you. So, do you feel like a bit of a traitor being on another podcast? <laughs> uh, no, I actually, I kind of like it, but I'll have to be honest, you know, every time we get a guest on, no matter if it's anybody from Horizon or Stuart from Hobby Camp or whoever, like they come on and they're like, I'm so nervous. Like, I don't, I don't want, and I'm like, ah, it's no big deal. You know, we're just going to chit chat and whatever. And then I was okay till like a few minutes before. And then I started getting nervous <laughs> and I'm like, why am I nervous? You know? So I don't know. It's just different, but I, I think it's, uh, I think it'll be good. I think it's the same, you know, when you're flying as well, me me personally, anyway, that is my new, uh, 160 when I was flying it around at the weekend, perfectly fine. And then there was a a meetup, uh, in middle of London one evening. And so I took all my stuff into work and, you know, showing it around and was like, well, you know, go hover it in the meeting room. Like, mm, uh, uh, yeah, sure. You know, I've uh-huh. been flying it around in my, hovering it in my room fine. I'm sure it can hover it in this massive meeting room and just doing it and my hands just shaking. Uh, I was fine up until like, running it up and then just go completely out the window. Not actually out the window, just my hands shaking and my nerves out the window. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's it's kind of a bit weird. You don't think these things are going to be... Hit a wall. <laughs> no, I managed to crash it into a chair. That was all. That was all it was. It's was was, fine. I'm surprised you didn't stick instantly to the ceiling. You know, that's usually indoor flying, like the little yeah. Hubsons or Nano QXs. You fly them, and then you just catch wind of the ceiling, and it <laughs> just sticks, and then scores its way across the roof. So, I've, just, I... I've just got back from the NEC, and Jack, you'll be interested, especially. Um, there were th- DJI were there selling drones at a photography show. Unique were there selling um, or promoting their aircraft. Yeah, but then the micro, the micro drone people were there and they weren't using any sort of safety netting or anything. They were just flying happily right out of their own stand up into the middle, you know, up above everyone else's and then uh, coming back down. Was that and the then, micro drone people? Yeah, they just yeah, did not they, give a shit. They are. Yeah, they were, doing, they were doing the same at the 3D print show for the past couple of years as well. And they were also doing it out over the Thames and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's really typical, middle yeah. Of, really middle of London, and they're just out there, over there. That was pretty much what guaranteed that I bought uh, my Hubson. I was like, I have to get something like that immediately on Amazon. Bought it there and then. The guy the guy told me that, that uh, yeah, tried not to cooperate entirely with the um, health and safety people. Because yeah. <laughs> we, we had a phantom on the stand. We're giving one away um, oh, to sort of encourage people to sign up to our email. Um, and and you all can at ILX Instant slash Drone Draw slash. 
Put a link in um, the chat, mate. What? <laughs> Put the link. Oh yes, yes. Someone type the link in the chat. Um, uh, and uh, oh my, you will get some questions from uh, some noobs. Oh mate, I know. Chris, you've yeah. uh, speaking of which, uh, the the noobs. How are you guys finding it? Are you still getting swamped by emails and questions, or is it not too bad? Um. It, it comes and goes for some reason it comes in spurts and I don't know if it's like what we talk about, you know, um, uh, whether we're, you know, one week we'll talk about the tricopter. So you might get a bunch of questions about that or there one week yeah. we might be talking about the beaver or something. And then I'll get a ton of emails and questions about that. So I think it just depends what we, we talk about that week. If we don't talk about anything in particular, then I won't get any emails. That's <laughs> generally the way it goes. I, I was praying you were going to say radiant because that's all I hear you guys go on about is like the radiant. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we do. We do. Uh, we push that quite a bit because we, we just love that airplane. We haven't found really anything to, to beat it as far as just ease of flight. Uh, thermal flying, cost-wise, I mean, it, it's just tough to beat. That's still one of our favorites. Oh, man. Yeah, I've, I've been looking for one, but they they all seem to be the Radian Pro now. They don't seem to sell just the normal Radian. Yeah, the the regular Radians are hard to find, especially used. Um, and usually, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard our rant about the Radian Pro, but uh, yeah, you can definitely. find those all day long uh, used for sale. Hmm. Lame. How are you finding the mini tricopter? Have you? I suppose you haven't been out that much with it. I'll tell you what. I have been flying the daylights out of that thing. Oh yes! It, it is unbelievable. Like I knew it would be good because you know I, I talked to David on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um, but you know he made a surprise visit over here for um, a couple weeks, and uh, I had it, and I was almost had it built and ready to go. I'm I'm happy he was here because we literally went down in Chad's basement one evening. He plugged it in, set it all up, and we're actually running some beta firmware. Um, so it's not even out yet. Tri-fly and we got it five. all loaded up. And I'm telling you, this is the best flying tricopter I've ever flown. It's unreal. And I've put it in some hands of like Wayne and, and Mike and those guys. And the second Wayne, I mean, got like two feet off the ground and, and made a pass. He, you could just see his face light up. He's like, this thing is unbelievable. So he's got one coming. Uh, so we're going to be probably in the next two, three weeks, we're going to be doing some pretty good testing and, and comparing. And then we're going to get David on the line and really dive into it and, and uh, do a pretty in-depth review. Oh, I would have loved I bet Jack's drooling right now. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know one thing I wish is that, you know, uh, Rotor Riot released a video where they did the little, you know, affordable quads and uh, David set a time. I would have loved to have seen David set a time with the tricopter because um, that, that would have been interesting to see the vast difference between the two of them. But um, I... They're obviously going for the, the Top Gear yeah. star and a reasonably right. priced car thing, aren't they? So presumably that frame's going to be... It's common across everyone they have on and going yeah. around the course. Yeah. The, the the cool thing is, is, you know, there are some tricopters out there, but, you know, David's got a very unique one and yeah. it, he's just got it. He spent so many years just refining and refining. And now, you know, uh, obviously you guys probably know he flew off the, the KK2 board forever. And that was, you know, his setup. And, and finally he, he converted over to the Naze 32 and they're constantly writing new code and updating the Naze 32 to where even when I talked to him um, last week, they're already on another like beta version, even 
for the one I just got like two weeks ago. They're already in the process of making one. He says it's even better. So with today's technology, uh, you know, the, the look of the tricopter, the way it flies, it's just different. You know, for me, I've said it before, there's 9 million different quadcopters out there, frames, whatever. People, you know, I get questions all the time, you know, what frame should I get? What motor should I get? And blah, blah, on and on and on. Well, here's something that's just different. It flies different, looks different. Anybody that sees it goes like, oh, wow, that thing's, it's cool. It's different looking, you know? So that's one thing I like about the tricopter and i think david's got going for him yeah i mean um i i own a tricopter mini as mm-hmm. well so and i'm a massive fan of it and i'm surprised how far my camera isn't tilted and how quick that thing is i'm yes. not using i'm not even using his recommended package i'm still using the sn20 scs i'm guessing mm-hmm. you've got the little bees on mm-hmm. if it's new and but I'm running Cobra 2206s rather than the 2208 DYS. Oh, okay. And it's, oh, it's just an animal, like. And um, I'm loving the little uh, tricopter uh, rear setup tool because I f- first flew TriFlight version um, 2.0 and mm-hmm. you didn't need the tricopter setup to- tool. Moved on to the... Uh, number three and then you needed it and i didn't know about it so it flew like an absolute bit of garbage it just spun (laughs) around in a circle you'd fly forward it would just you like just slowly curve towards the to the um to the right and it was just a nightmare and uh like i feel like i'm the only tricopter owner in in like the the south really the mini tricopter owner i know there's got to be some more but you know, um, I am a I am a massive does, does fan of it. Nico not still have his big tricopter. He does, but he's had nothing but problems with it. It was mm. we moved since we put it on a naze. It has just been a right little cow. It just. Uh, are you running TriFlight on that or? Yeah, we ha- we are now. Um, I originally it's meant to have its own like clean flight version that you yeah. could pre-flash, pre-flash that. It didn't like that at all, and then moved on to TriFlight, set up the um, rear tail servo, that seemed to be fine, hovered it in my living room, that seems to be fine, touch wood, and um, when we did do it the first time, we went out to the field, and the the motor on the left, uh, motor three, I think it is, um, started chugging instantly, got red hot. And uh, it slammed to the ground, broke its camera tray, and that's the only old. That's the only problem with the the original tricopters that you know of David's. They all rely on that camera plate, and I I wanted to like hassle Chris and see what he thought because like you know the electro hub and all that, mm-hmm. you know like those camera plates. I've never yep. I've never had any luck with them. You know you put the battery to them and you have the the camera there, and it's all good for the weight, but. They break so easily. Yeah, if you get yeah any kind of contact with the with the ground, they usually break or you bend the wires or or what have you. Yeah. Um, I actually uh, with the new mini, I haven't uh, now. It'll carry a full GoPro, no problem, and it actually sticks right on the top plate. I haven't run a GoPro, but it's also set up for a like a Run Cam Two or a Mobius, and it's kind of well protected. So I think I'm just going to stick with that. Um, but I was going to tell you, I don't know how much I can say, maybe, maybe it's already out or maybe it isn't, I don't know, but, um, 
the beta version I am running, uh, it's there's absolutely like you have. He's got a new setup, a new uh, tail tune setup that actually you can tune it right from the radio now. And there's absolutely no tail drift now whatsoever. The thing is rock solid. Like I really couldn't believe how I would put this up against any kind of uh, quadcopter whatsoever as far as um, stability and, and, you know, being uh, like rock solid through the turns and everything, no drift, nothing. It's unbelievable how well he's got this thing now. So hopefully soon I, I would imagine that beta version that I have now yeah. should be out soon, I think. Yeah, TriFly 5's out at the moment. I mm-hmm. never had any luck with the tail tune. Did he do it with the moves the sticks in a certain way, flicks the switch, it starts beeping, when it finishes yes. beeping, yes. you yep. land, set the sticks. That's already yep. out. I do it, I flick the switch mm-hmm. on, it beeps, then stops beeping, and that's it. Um, I, I do know... Um... I'd have to double check, but like after it stops beeping, I know too, you got to set them sticks a certain way in order for it to save. If you don't do that, it will not save the tail tune programming that you just did. But yeah, I mean, I'm literally hovering in the air. It beeps. It does its initial start-up beep. Um, I think you do it from the ground. You take off. It beeps, and then it stops beeping, complete Mm -hmm. silence, and then you land, and then you bring the two sticks out as if you're going to... Disarm a um, yes a, yeah. a, a phantom. Yep. Yeah, yep. and um, that's how you save it. But yeah, I fly and it just stops beeping. There's no like beep beep, nothing. Just stops. Hmm. So yeah, so I don't know if you see him, ask him about it. Okay. Sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like Jack's a dumb dumb. Honestly, though, if you got any problems or whatever, just shoot him an email. I mean, he's he's seen every possible thing that could go wrong yeah. or doesn't work or whatever, and he'll probably just shoot you an email right back the next day or maybe two days if he's yeah. if he's kind of busy, if you know, and fix the problem or, or let you know what's going on with it. He's really good about that. Yeah, I know how busy he is. Like, I mean, I, um, you know, I sent him the the David. Uh, you know the RC Explorer screen printed T-shirt, mm-hmm. and um, like I met him at Festival Flight. Really lovely, such such a nice guy. And I was a complete noob, uh-huh. and he just totally sorted me out. And um, <laughs> I've got I've got him on Skype and everything. But I know how busy he is. Like I, uh-huh. you know, I've like chatted to you know, I've sent an email and like Jo, jo- Joanna, his wife's like yep. answered me, and I'm just like. I'll figure it out. I'm sure I'll run into him sooner or later. You know, I've been meaning to get him on the show. He, he says, yeah, sure, but he's just uh-huh. so busy. You know, like the the next thing you hear, he's over there, like surprising you guys. So Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I just, I know he's like swamped with orders, trying to find manufacturers of arms and stuff. And I think, you know what, tail tune not beeping, uh, I can get over it. <laughs> you know, it flies yeah. well enough. Yeah, but honestly, uh, just shoot him an email. They'll let him know what's going yeah. on, whatever. And I'm, I'm almost guaranteed he'll, he'll get back to you pretty quick and, and work out any bugs you have with it. So, yeah. I, I, you know, once you really get that thing flying good, I think you'll really enjoy it. You still running it on three S, or have you moved on to no? 4? I, 
I'll tell you what. I made the mistake. We, we talked about it, and I didn't really have any good four cells to run on. And I said, ah, you know, I just want to play around the yard a little bit, and it's it's pretty tight and full of trees. And I said, I'm just going to run it on three cell. And the first day, I must have broke, oh, my gosh, like eight, nine, ten props. I don't know. I kept crashing and crashing. I'm like, ah, maybe it's I just got to get used to it. So ordered some four cells. Finally flew it on four cell. It's night and day. Like I'll never go back to a three cell. It, it's not even the same copter on four cell. And I never crashed once and never, at, knock on wood, I haven't broke a prop since. So it's staying on four. Wow. 18s or 15s? Actually, I'm running, uh, I have both. I have some multi-star 1400s and some new graphene 1800s. Wow. Oh my God. Those graphene 1800s, I bet they're massive. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I was gonna ask with the graphenes, have you been running them out running down a lot? Have you tried them out? Uh just just briefly. I uh, ran a little bit through them. I haven't even like probably you know, uh like ten minutes, you know, here and there. Yeah. Uh, but I really haven't I I almost have to go out to a big open area to to really push it and see. Cause like I said, around my house, like I'm dodging in and out of trees and then might just punch it for a you know you know, this thing yeah, climbs yeah. like like a rocket. So like two seconds, you're at 300 feet, you know, and then you're back down off the power. So I need to get out in the open somewhere when the wind dies down here soon and and uh, give them a push and see what they're going to do. But I don't think, you know, they're going to have any problems at all with them. Uh, Jay. Jay? Yeah. Yeah, you had a few questions about the YouTube community and the education, safe flying. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, just one of the videos I saw recently uh, that you did quite a few years ago about the uh, anti-drone stuff. And I just thought, actually, this seems to be, as they seem to get more and more mainstream, the dangers of education where people are just getting these things and flying them because they see how much fun they can be. Mm -hmm. Obviously, best you've had quite a problem where they're all registered and we've had a few discussions about that and how it's not working. So I, I guess the, the question is, do you, do you think the YouTube communities uh, like flight test or like any of these should be promoting more of the safety aspect to protect our, our uh, pastime, our fun? Uh, you know, that's kind of a touchy subject because, I mean, yeah, we could, or I shouldn't say we, pretty much them, got, you know, the regular flight test crew, you know, Josh and uh, Alex and Austin, and um, they probably could maybe do more but i think the problem lies over here is you you get these people who uh see a video of a drone or or i i talked about around christmas i'm uh, you know over here we have these big stores called best buy and they started selling the uniques and the djis and everything and you know here's these these dads going in there and they're seeing these big you know displays and says anybody can fly and you know shoot video and blah 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 and they're they're standing there drooling over this thing and i just want to go over and go don't bother buddy you're gonna waste your you know you're gonna spend twelve hundred dollars and you're gonna go out and the thing's gonna either fly away or you're gonna crash and you're gonna be out your money that's what i want to do i i think the problem is you know if if you're in the hobby or you're you're starting in the hobby you may find some you know stuff in learn about it or through flight tests or whoever else or, or whatever. But it's these people that, you know, it could even be a photographer, you know, coming in and, and saying, you know, man, I could get so much better if I bought, bought a drone. Uh, so it's the people not 
in or around the hobby, that's the problem, you know, and they're not finding, you know, the, the videos or, or the, um, sites or whatever that, you know, explains some of the safety features or, or, you know, things to do and not to do. I think that's where the problem lies. I was, yeah, it's um, interesting. I was talking to someone have... who bought, so I've just been four days at a photography show. So loads mm-hmm. of people buying that thing, yep. asking me for advice. Yep. And, um, one of them was saying they actually went and bought a Phantom and then opened it and there was nothing in the box except maybe just a quick start guide. They didn't know what the, some of the switches on the remote were for. It, yep, exactly. Which I, is terrifying. And they'd still it, gone out and had a fly. Yeah. Oh, and, and you know, you got a 50-50 shot there of like, yeah, it's either going to go and, and everything's going to work out and come back and you're like, oh man, I'm a hero or, you know, you're going to lose your $1,200 drone. He was saying like, oh yeah, it started going uh, going around in sort of circles, and I'm like, did you manage to turn on the you know the orbit mode? And he's like, the what? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. What's a, what's compass calibration? You know what? <laughs> I mean, ah, yeah, no, just... he did at least manage to have done the dance. That it was. Uh, like, yeah, that, that's... There's, there's there's a quick start guide with the pictures of the dance, and then after that, you have to download a PDF. But no one's downloading a PDF when they're excited, are they? I think. No. No, but it, I think that's where Flight Test does a really good job in that that's something that we can point people towards and they will still stay ex- stay excited about it and mm-hmm. still pick up, yeah. you know, the key things of what to avoid, what to do, read it's definitely these things. A lot, it's definitely a lot more fun than a 64-page black and white PDF. Oh, yeah. oh I agree. I, I mean, even when I bought my Phantom 3, uh, I was nervous. Like, I've been doing this, you know, 10 years. When that thing arrived and I know what I paid for it and everything, I'm telling you what, I was nervous. Like, I was afraid to, like, go outside my yard like this thing was just going to – I think it stems from way back in the early days of flight test, you know, when FPV was first coming around and when, you know, some of the guys like Josh and David were messing around with the early GPS stuff and sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't. Yeah. You know, and I've seen so (laughs) many failures. Well, I've seen – GPS do the bad thing as well. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, it's like 50% of the time, it seems like the stuff didn't work. So I, I had that instilled in my brain, like it's Murphy's law. If something can go wrong, it's going to go wrong. <laughs> you know, if the moon and the stars don't align, then you're, you're out. <laughs> so even with the Phantom and I, all the features and everything, like I studied uh, YouTube videos, you know, uh, about the app, uh, flight problems people had. I was on the forums for like a month. Like trying to study and learn everything I possibly could about this fandom of what possibly could go wrong. But luckily, I will say, besides my own stupidity, I haven't had any problems with it whatsoever. It's just been fantastic. No, I would say for all of the DJI stuff, the only time I've done any bad stuff with it is, well, except for the NASA, which that can go Right. <laughs> and right. it did. Um, but uh, yes been very well worked well, but yeah the, the thing about the money is amazing. like when you build it something little it's great when you've um spent over a thousand pounds or dollars um it's it's terrifying isn't it it really yes. does change your your view of it yes and, absolutely um, my mum doesn't understand why i fly them at all she's like well <laughs> you've got it but why why are you gonna risk it 
It, and it was really funny. Is uh, the first time I really flew it, uh, we were down at Chad's house, and of course Chad has one, and he has it for the company. And uh, and we had, we were in a more of an open space, and now even then I'm nervous, and we're up flying around. He's like, Ah, just go, just follow me. If something happens, don't worry about it, you know. And we're flying all around, and we were talking. I'm like, I. I haven't even tried to return to home yet because I'm thinking it's just going to freak out and go somewhere else. He goes, it's fine. He just reaches over and hits return to home. And I'm like, ah, what are you doing? What are you doing? And of course, you know, it comes back, lands fine. He goes, see, it's fine. Just fly the stupid thing. So that kind of got me. I've noticed also that all the bad stories that people now really do expect them to go to Shenzhen every time. Well, yeah. back I, home I to me. Next month in well in April uh, over the UK skies they uh, have some uh, war games going on and some oh, military yeah. exercises, which oh, means cool. they're actually going to start um, doing GPS, GPS jamming yeah. as well. Yeah. So therein lies a problem for people oh, relying one. strictly on GPS to get it back. Oh man, which you shouldn't. <laughs> yes. You know, it blows my mind too. I was just watching some YouTube videos of uh, the Phantom Four and. Um, I don't know if it's DJI or other companies giving them out or they have these YouTubers that are, you know, either have 6 million followers or whatever. And they're like, Oh man, maybe it's a good idea. Let's send them a DJI. And I've seen like three or four now where these guys get them, don't know anything about them, pull them out of the box, take off. And they're just flying around. They're like, well, it says it just lost signal. What does that mean? You know, and there are things going all over the place. And they're like, well, let me read those words. Yeah. Let's hit return to home. And, it's not even in sight, and he's pushing return to home, looking around, and like, do you see it? Do, do you hear it? Where, where did it go? Oh, hey, there it is. Look, it came back. Oh. And I'm thinking, oh, this is just terrible. Terrible. I exactly oh, yeah, the same it's... thing, and I've seen that exact same video. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, marketing departments. It's, it's uh. like they just go for the biggest, you know, yeah. they don't know who they're sending it to. They're just hatefully irresponsible. Oh, my God. Sorry. I mean, one video, the I'll guy was late was laying on the ground the 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 remote was like off beside him and he's just you know hit return to home waiting for the thing to come back oh man it's it's like if you ever watched that video of um the guys it's two uh stacked buildings what they called like high rising flats yeah what you what do you guys call them uh, sky skyscrapers, maybe? No, like, but nope. you've got each layer's like got different flats on like it. Condos? Yeah, like I can't. Condos? I'm trying. Apartment building. Yeah, apartment building. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Sorry, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to ch- change. Translated. Yeah, translate it so the uh, you can understand. So um, they're flying clearly from their balcony, and they go uh-huh. behind the other high-rise building. And then they can't see and hit return to home. And you're watching this YouTube video of this NASA trying to head back home. And it's like, you're either on the roof of the building or you're on a flat. It's not going to land on the top of the building. But luckily or unluckily, there's another skyscraper in the way. And you just see the phantom just hit this edge of the building, fall, then recover, climb back up. And then hit the side of the building again. Oh, it's like a bee, like yeah. a bumblebee, and then in the side of the room. Slam! If, have you ever seen it? No, I, I haven't. Oh, but I gotta check on. this out. Yeah, hang on. Um, they sh- when you do your the VNUT exam, they uh, they show you some of the videos of people being particularly crazy, as you know what not to do lessons. That always cheers. Oh. Oh, that, you know, and I'm there yeah. going, this is quite funny though. 
<laughs> and they're like, shut up. That's not how you're meant to react to this. It, you know, too, with the with the Phantom 4 coming out, it's going to be interesting because I, I know at Flight Test, I just got one. I haven't got my hands on it yet, but hopefully soon I'll get to test it out a little bit. But I was watching another video, and, of course, it's got the uh, uh, the um, avoidance system now on, on the front of it. Um, yeah. But I didn't I realize, front, yeah, on the front and on the bottom like the old 3 has. Um, but I, I found out that if you're flying it in sport mode now, that it doesn't work. So this guy was testing it out, and he knows all about it, has a 3, flipped it to sport mode, forgot that it doesn't work in sport mode, went flying <laughs> toward this fence, and it didn't stop, and it just slammed right into it. So I'm thinking, I wonder how many problems people are going to have when they flip it between sport mode and camera mode and forget that the, you know, the avoidance doesn't work. Or, in the case of this kid I was talking about, maybe he doesn't even know he switched into sport mode because he was just flicking a switch. He didn't know what he did. Exactly, exactly. But but also, like, the, the, other, avoidance, uh, the avoidance other. modes aren't going to pick up, like, thin, you know, wire fences or anything, so no. you, you've got to... It's pretty, it's pretty detailed. Yeah. It's better than you'd think. But another thing that you have to worry about, of course, when you're flying is how close Jack comes to your expensive DJI product. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, less of that now. Less of that. I'm going to be a good example. Chris is going to think I'm a gob. No, no, we've been there too. I was out cruising around and um, Mikey had his uh, little H quad and we, I said, hey, come on over. Let's, uh, let's see how kind of close we could get. And I'm telling you what, like I could almost read Naza on his board. He was at, I was like, oh my gosh. So we've had, we've been there. Oh man. Was, uh, yeah, I had my heart in my mouth. He, he very nearly <laughs> clipped the prop. Oh, man. Oh, I, I, well, I was doing front flips over the top of it. Oh, yeah. no. I know. I, you, I don't I, know I why. Looked, it, was, it all ended happily, especially when you plowed into the ground. Yeah. I, I got a question for you. Um, and I know they have the Inspire uh, flight test, too, but I really don't even mess with that because, for me, it's too expensive. But if you had the money to buy the Inspire or just get the Pro... Uh, or I should say the Phantom 3 Pro, is there many advantages Unless, to the well, Inspire uh, besides, uh, obviously, the, the, the rotating camera and the, you know, the retractable gear? And, as a photographer type, I would say that, especially against the, you know, the newer Phantom, the 4S Phantoms, mm -hmm. um, there's, there's not a lot in it. In the picture quality, unless you're getting the X5, mm -hmm. which... You know, is a lot more money, and that is a that is an amazing camera, changing oh, lenses yeah. and, and stuff. That's right. stunning. But right. yeah, otherwise, no, the Phantoms well, are actually a lot better I'd, than. I'd say the Phantom Four with twenty-eight minutes, and okay, if you said twenty odd minutes, yeah, of flying is actually a better thing than the Inspire's eighteen minutes. They yeah. say, or something. yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Well, even the even the Phantom Three has a comfortably longer flight time. Yeah, I'm I'm generally getting a good 15 minutes of pure flying and then got that five-minute kind of reserve to get it back on the ground. But the only thing I can really see the Inspire, like I've had a few shots where, um, you know, if the camera's pretty much straight ahead and if you got a heavy wind or you're really chasing something kind of fast, you generally do get the props in the shot, where with the Inspire, I don't think you're going to have that problem. Fair, oh, yeah, very mm -hmm. rarely do you see it. When you make a really harsh turn, you know, mm -hmm. when you really kick it into a full speed from nothing you might for the momentary um you know if the camera happens to be at that angle uh-huh but you know yeah no it's incredibly rare 
Yeah. And it is cool that, you know, they, they, they even as a one operator, you can use the screen to rotate, rotate the camera. So you can mm-hmm. sort of drag on mm-hmm. the, um, the screen with your finger while ah. you're controlling with the stick. So if you, if you can grow a third arm. Right, right. That was what we had uh, going at the, the... We had going at the uh, Summoner's Camp event. Uh, Summer's, was it Summer's Ponds event last yeah. year, last June. We had uh, 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 Inspire 1 and we were handing around the, the iPad to... Yeah, exactly. Uh, handing Sorry. around the, the, the iPad to sort of the, the paying public towards the local helicopter charity. I suppose um, if you're doing it on your own, you can lean forward with your nose and use your nose. <laughs> I have a pet theory about the. Uh, I have a pet theory about the, uh, the Phantom Four. That from now on, there's going to be, the Phantoms are going to have the the latest and greatest technology, and then be field tested by all the consumers, and then once all the all the kinks are ironed out, then it's going to make it into the Inspire line as the Pro line. So I think, I think gonna, it, make, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I, think I think also, to be honest, Inspire pilots are much less inclined to fly into trees for the, you know, <laughs> that you actually have to give the clever technology to the idiots, you know. So first, it won't. First, the Phantom won't take off near an airport. Next, it, um, you know, now it'll avoid a tree on the return to home. Next, it'll avoid Jack. Soon, it'll just look at its owner and go, "Nah, mate. To be honest, I think you should go to school." Oh. <laughs> You, you know, I the, oh, the computer vision stuff, uh, developing the computer vision, the code behind that, so that it can actually follow you around the field a bit more. Because if you've seen the tested video where they're trying out Phantom Four, the, the follow me mode kind of mm-hmm. thing, and it, if you just walk sideways, it yep. loses you and goes, "Oh, where have you gone?" Yep, yeah. I think once they've Found all of those sort of bugs and worked all of those out. Then that could be a quite a big thing for the for the Inspire line, I'd have thought. Yeah, amazing in general. Again, of course, it's it's something where people are you know expect more automation. Like with the with the Inspire, though, aren't people a bit more inclined to actually pilot it? The whole thing's about piloting, possibly two operators right. to get the footage can... spot on. If it means you can get your you know, your video director to just uh, you know point and then do it himself, and you're just there as a, a backup after everything runs, and he can actually have the creative input, then well, the directly hearing, trying to explain it to you. I mean, herein lies the Phantom Four's uh, active tracking, and I've seen some pretty impressive car following just from the, you know the shape recognition, and it produces good cinematic results and essentially it is a flying camera it's not necessarily yeah. something you race around but it is a flying camera to do that or to, you know with smoothness that it would be tricky sometimes to yaw and track and uh yeah. you know so I, I think the automation comes in and uses in some of the flight modes such as the point of interest and the active tracking mm-hmm. point of interest where it's somebody's walking and it's panning around this person this i think the potential to create interesting shots is what the technology is now giving us, and that's yeah. the well, exciting. It, it will be nice to have on the Inspire line, and you know it will come because they can't not, they can't yeah. have features, but you know for long. But at the same time, I think that you, you always get that thing. Because I think pros are always a little bit, you know, yeah. Um, exactly, it has to be tried and tested and proven on someone else's stuff first. Exactly. Which uh, reminds, 
yeah, it's kind of funny. We're we're just sitting here like ah, oh, could do this, and this could be a little better. And if you if you even look back two years ago, if we had this two years ago, we'd be like, this uh, is the best thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the thing I feel really bad about is I've had, <laughs> I had a Phantom Four for a week and I've not even flown it yet. Oh my I've gosh! Bring it out with me. I'll come out. I'll, maybe I'll manage to come out at the. Oh, it's Easter, isn't it? Like long yeah. weekend. Yeah, long yep. weekends. Yeah, do you guys even celebrate Easter in America? Yes, yes we do. <laughs> Absolutely. It's this weekend, just like you guys. Hey, that's all right. Yep. Uh, you never know. Like We don't have Thanksgiving, and you guys think that's really weird. Uh, or we're really ungrateful. Uh, <laughs> well, we run in that. We literally, yeah, literally don't get the point of Independence Day. It yeah. seems like something to be disappointed about. <laughs> it's the same way with our buddy Andre there in Canada. It's like they celebrate things, and their Thanksgiving Day is different. And it's uh, yeah, it's and weird. Then, yeah, and they're thankful for something really crap. Failed at something, <laughs> isn't it? It's like there was an explorer who got lost. Or yeah, I don't I know. What it is. It's You're worth it's racist. worth finding out because it is hilariously Canadian. No oh, kidding. God bless them. They're red. They're oh, white, but they're never blue. Yeah. God bless Canadians. <laughs> I'll have to ask him about that one. Yeah, I I do. It's funny. I was hoping you'd have him on with you. I was. I thought, <laughs> you know, I was looking forward to the, to you guys sat there being like these guys talk funny. <laughs> hey. Um. What's what? What can we expect soon, boys? Oh, you know, in, in future video. Uh, actually, you know what? You're actually talking to the wrong person because. I'll give you a little uh, behind-the-curtain thing here. Um, now, when Flight Test, before they had their shop and everything, you know, we used to go down, uh, shoot the episodes on weekends and talk to everyone and see what's going on. And Actually, since Flight Test, you know, became a, a business and got bought out by Lauren, it's it's those guys, you know, it's their full-time job. So I still have my regular full-time job so they kind of do their thing during the week and a lot of times i'm down there uh after five o'clock nobody's around i don't actually get to talk to everybody on a weekly basis down there so a lot of times i get behind the ball down there and i don't know what's going on now they got some new products coming out or whatever um you know i may find out about that or talk to josh or whatever he may put them in my hands for some you know a little testing or, or whatever um so honestly video wise i i couldn't tell you I have no. Uh, we still really appreciate the after hours show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I I know you guys seem like you know. I I think you guys do get a little left left behind a bit, but I think that you guys do your own thing. We know, do, equally. and that's kind of you know that's where the after hours name. Well, uh, okay, I'll even back up a little farther. Originally, the FT after hours came. Uh, we we had Alex on board, and we were going to do a lot of behind the scenes stuff and and you know, get in depth on stuff that's going on or maybe stuff that they didn't want us to know about. And then as things got going and, and they got really busy and they needed Alex to do his thing. And then they, you know, asked him when the regular flight test was doing their podcast, he kind of went over to there. So then we just kind of changed direction. We're like, you know what, we're the after hours guys. So we're going to let them basically what I talked to Josh about is, we're going to let you guys do the flight test stuff and worry about flight test stuff and talk about flight test stuff. And we're going to do everything else like, you know, new products coming out, things we're doing, things we're flying, 
you know, crash we're going to crash stories, uh, you know, just everything different than flight test stuff. So that's kind of the direction we went. And I think it's working out pretty good. And you've also got the, are you doing the, the, the build, build nights as well? No, is that, no, that, those out? Nope. That is the, uh, and that's another little, uh, part of flight test. It's the FT community podcast uh, is what they're calling it. Okay. That's a whole nother group. And they're, Focusing on just like the flight test community, uh, what's going on in the the uh, forums, and talk about the videos and flight test stuff, and uh, people in the community. Like they get different guests on that are, you know, um, in highly involved in the flight test community or helping out flight tests and stuff like that. And then again, they just started doing the build nights where they're actually building flight test uh, stuff. So again, you got. The regular flight test guys, the FT community podcast, and then us, the flight test after hours. So it's, everything's all a little bit different, you know, in a, in a different spectrum. Yours is the only one that sounds pornographic. Oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> you know, I've heard that before. I guess like, where, why, why the after hours? I'm like, well, I, you know, but <laughs> yeah, <we're laughs> after, yeah, that's kind. You know, that's kind of the way we feel. We're a little after dark. We kind of push the limits on stuff that we either do or say or people we have on, and you know, stuff like that. So we're we're kind of a little more edgier. You know, I don't really care what what we say. You know, with within reason. Uh, or who we have on and, and stuff like that. So, I love how your names talk to Frank in the chat. Sorry, I'm giggling about that. <laughs> almost, almost as much as I'm con, uh, compiling a new playlist inspired from this podcast called Bell Ends, and it's idiot drone users. It's a whole playlist <laughs> dedicated to Bell Ends. Um, uh, dear, so it's, it's definitely become let's moan out. So I got a question for you guys. You know, I, I'm still learning about you guys. I actually listened to a couple of your shows here the other night, so I get, you know, know more about you. But have you guys, how, like, how long have you been in the, the RC? Uh, you know, you, did you start out on planes? Is, are you guys fairly new and just went right to multi-rotors? I'm just, you know, I'm always uh -huh. curious of other people, how, where you got started, what you're flying, and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, mine's quite an interesting one because I I did actually start on planes where a lot of the people here probably didn't. Mm -hmm. I did. Oh, okay, yeah, two then. So um, as a kid, I had one, but it crashed, and then for years, I didn't have one. And oh, there was a awesome. computer bit retailer, so they just basically sold computer components, but they got these cheap RC Falcon sort of plugged together gliders, and I actually was hooked on that again. Mm. So from about 2007, I was strapping my mobile phone to my planes trying to get aerial photography because <laughs> I was with like Elastic Bands. Yeah, I mean, a couple of times it crashed and then sometimes it worked well to the point where I was doing like dives, like rolls and stuff. It was quite uh -huh. fun. Yeah. Um, and then I'd take my phone that's, off and I'd use that as right. my mobile phone. So uh, there's always been that wanting to do it. And then I, I've, I mean, multi was for me about four years, but only recently really to a 250 size for fun mm -hmm. but yeah so mine's mine's a past of that and i, I bypassed helis because they were always too expensive to repair but i wish i kind of got into helis earlier because uh -huh. that would be better with multi-raiders but that's probably the most experience i don't know jack and uh, well tone on the other hand has only been flying a year hasn't he jack? yeah something like that but he's not here you yeah. jack yeah. how long are you um two years come uh, in a few months now i funnily enough I always wanted to get into it and 
like RC planes, but as a kid, it was way too expensive. Right. And then I like drift cars, and then I oh, started yeah. watching the... Uh, I, was, I was basically watching something worse than pornography. It's go on, going on to YouTube and then typing in uh, RC drift cars and watching the oh, Japanese yeah. drift them around. Oh, yeah. yeah. Little mock mountain. Oh, it was amazing. And that then... <laughs> why, why didn't you just get Ridge Racer on the PlayStation 1? <laughs> no, it's not the same, dude. You've got, to, you've got to destroy some actual rubber, you know, and... Um, you know, I'm watching them tweak their suspension and that, and like they're speaking a bit Japanese. I only know a few little things, like. But uh, you know, I was watching those guys, and that was enough for Google to then suggest. Uh, oh um, yeah. Flight test, and really? then I I got on. Uh, when did I I get on board? A little bit after the backbone and all that, but uh-huh. before the electro hub. So. I I ordered in July, uh, about a year or two ago, um, about two years ago, I think, 2014, I think, and I ordered, like, the, um, what was it, the Anycopter frame uh-huh. and the Dowling landing gear, that they're awful, I'm glad you guys don't sell those anymore, because... <laughs> um, they literally, I, I cracked, oh my gosh, I cracked, I, them, I cracked them all, and then like Nico, my little flying buddy, the the uh, idiot friend of mine, who's like crazy enough to go along with anything I'm kind of up to, but yeah, let's let's fly these, and uh, he finished them off and felt really guilty, and I was like, please don't, it's fine, they're really awful. Yeah, um, I think it's fair to say, uh, the, or important to point out to the audience that Nico is his own man. Yeah, and I've actually seen him stand up to Jack and win. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he does like totally. Uh, he's look. He just because he's my battered wife. That's it. That's how I kind of. He he does. You know, underlying there, there's behind every great man there's a, a there's an even greater wife, and I will admit that. <laughs> oh, um, everybody needs one of those kind of friends, though. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like you know, and I, I um, I came to it from uh, the AR drone. I was like, wow, that thing looks amazing. I totally want one of those. And then eventually had to start fiddling with it, um, putting the GPS on it, and uh-huh. then trying to program it in um, oh, is it Q ground control, and uh, and then lost it in the sea. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so I had to build a bigger one. Uh, that was... So uh, that was quite a long time ago, actually, now. Yeah, it is. Like, it's all clocked up. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, and now and now I work as a technician for an RC company called Radio C in the UK. So that's oh nice. I know it's it's actually crazy. Like I, my job is to play with toys and like fix oh. people's quads all day long. So wow, I know it's. But it does spill over quite a little bit into his spare time as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm a testy having well, spent fairness, a, a day his, building his room. <laughs> his spare time spilled into his job. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, really. I That's know. the way it works. That's it. So I kind of, like, I live, I, I like, literally sleep in a pile of drone parts. Oh, and, my god! You know, like, there's, you know, I'm never... He's, like, he's not kidding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Waring in the chat, Waring, Daniel Waring, he, you know, like, he'll come over, I'm like, do you need anything? Like, I'm like that to anyone who comes round, and I'm like, do you need anything? And they're like, have you got this? I'm like, please, just take it. Just, you know, <laughs> it's... uh. You know, because like people just like leave stuff here. <laughs> you know, when, like, when, I don't, when I don't... Jack gives you something, it's because out of the you know the goodness of his heart, and he's a great guy. But it's worth washing it. <laughs> well, or or you probably got to wonder if he gives it to you is 
does this work or does it not work? Is this one of the broken pieces? Uh, yeah. That's always a question that needs to be asked. It <laughs> yeah, just said, yep, Jack's bench is always full. You know, I'm still, yeah, it's like a never ending cycle of, but yeah, it's like, it's a mixture of like Painless 360. David helping me out, learning, like, you know, the flight test forum, pointing you in the right direction. Like, all the answers are there online. Mm -hmm. And if you just sit there whilst waiting for parts to come in, it's surprising how much information you can absorb. And, yes. You know, and then when you start, like, filling your life with, like, other people and, like, helping them with their problems, you know, you kind of almost start getting into, like, every kind of possible problem that you can have with the quad. And if you yep. own a decent multimeter, that's it. You you're set. Well, that's because that's how I ran into you, wasn't it, Jack? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, after you know, being having a lot of fun with it myself, I work in publishing, and I decided the right thing to do was, you know, to get as many other people in as possible, so to do a book on drones. And mm. um, the only way to do that properly was not just to you know, cover the consumer and the accessible things and the things people had heard of and, uh, you know, God bless them, the Phantom 2s. Um, but uh, but everything, and the person who was more everything than anyone else I could find on the internet who lived in my town was Jack. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, I didn't realise until I met, you know, <laughs> and we actually, you know, did a build together that everything was within reach of that one desk. Yeah, <laughs> and I I even put a picture of his desk in the book. Looking through that book was hilarious to me because uh, I I just saw it in in Maplands one day and was was flicking through it and then there were two pictures of me. <laughs> yeah, you were, you, was was, well, you were there. You were so often out at stuff, and I did. Yeah, you yeah. Didn't notice me lurking with the camera. No, apparently not. Yeah, we just need Jay more in it now. That's it. Getting his little, and like you know, special recommendation from Chris, the Radiant. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to put a, a detailed break in if there's a, an update, a detailed breakdown of the um, the various reasons for the after hours and what have you. Yeah. And <laughs> the resources. Um. You mind if I ask you guys a couple more questions? I feel no. like I'm turning this back around, but I'm always <laughs> curious to get other people's opinions. Um, what do you guys think about the Donald uh, Trump <laughs> the drone racing going on now? Do you think it's something that's really going to stick around and be here for a while, or do you really think it's kind of a fad and it's going to disappear? Well, I'm probably not the person who should be answering it first, but I reckon that some of the people who've got really into it in the hope that it's going to be the next big thing of the sort of people who always get really into it and hope it's going to be the next big thing, sort of like cynical money people who will drift away. Mm -hmm. But I think the racing will stay around because it's really fun. I just think that the right people will get hold of it eventually. Mm -hmm. I can't, I think it's, I don't believe that it's ever going to be something that you can fill a stadium to watch. Personally. Right. Right. I think it's very hard to follow. Yeah. But I then, you know, then again in Korea, huge stadiums watch people play video games and you know you can certainly watch stuff on monitors yeah mm -hmm. i mean everyone's got a monitor on them and it's called a smartphone <laughs> yeah you know like there's yeah, no if, if you can fix latency which as we've well, been they... told is technically if it's impossible. just for the spectators then latency isn't an issue yeah you just need well, to be well, able to get live feeds onto people's phones and then it'd be a great spectator sport 
Yeah, that's that's it. I mean, if you had one way of like just plugging in or the right app. Oh my god! It look, it sounds like an entire stadium of people staring at their phones. It'd be like you know when it's nothing new. It's nothing new. Have you been in a coffee shop lately? You know, people don't actually talk to each other. No, there was this um, rocket race that that sort of occurred. Well, there was this idea for this rocket racing where they would have these rocket uh, planes, ships, whatever, flying through the air. But the key thing that they wanted to do was to link it so you could play a game at the same time, playing the same track. And I think racing is going to stick around. And I think it's probably going to get a little bit more interactive for the going forward, as in people can play the same tracks that elsewhere with you know the latency is one thing but yeah it you don't even have to be there to fly the aircraft and, and nor do you really need it to fly to simulate the flight so parrot tried that early on there's um they had augmented reality games with the ar drone so you could fly through virtual gates and stuff Mm. Well, but, I, I think too, like uh, Chris from Multi GP is already working on that, or I think it's out now. Where um, you you set up a course and it has all the dimensions, and then anybody else can do that same course, and then everybody can fly that course, and then post your times online. Yeah, there's um there's uh, Jack FPV, um, which I highly recommend if you could give that a shout out on your flight test podcast. Mm-hmm. I can put up the link as well. Okay. Um, he's he's a kid who started off playing lift off and really? learned to fly right virtually, then got a quad. 100 hours or something, yeah. 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 He stole your name too. Yeah, uh, well, Jay told me about him and I, I watched his, and he's then done a little breakdown of what he did to translate it into the real world and has just, I've, I've seen nothing like it other than the... Um, like we had Painless 360 on the other day of the the sort of what is it the thingy uh, flight school ah what's it oh, called raps or rad yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was a very relatable fun to watch series on how to fly a quadcopter with like huh. basic maneuvers he's got a pool noodle and you know he sticks it up and uses them as flags and he flies patterns and he's like right you're gonna learn how to hover you're gonna learn how to fo- hover in nose in. You're going to learn how to do, like, bank turns. This is how you do. And it was... It, it is really good, and it is just fun to watch. They're a little bit slow to come out, but he's already sponsored, and it's got, you know, all his editing sorted, all his parts are sorted, and they're really well produced, and I, I quite enjoy them. And I will link you right now and link the chat. Okay. Joshua yeah. Bidwell is also doing quite a good uh, series on PID. the aerobatic kind of maneuvers you know doing a, a slow motion talk through of step by step what he's doing yeah quite good huh that's interesting so you know it, it sure beats i don't know if you guys have ever heard i'm sure you probably have but i and i've heard it from i've never seen it but i heard it from multiple heli pilots you know way back in the day when they were learning 3d they used to have these big like bamboo poles with either like a small string or rope or something, and they would hang the heli upside down off the poles Ooh. and practice inverted maneuvers. So that way they could try different things uh, inverted without it completely disintegrating every time. Ah, sounds yeah. dangerous. There's the I link know. in the chat. Sounds so, horrible. Yeah. Sounds like you're going to end up just coming up and ugh, no, big <laughs> heli blades. Sounds terrible. It better be a big idea. pole, that's for sure. A strong rope. 
Yes. Um, was I was slightly exaggerating, uh, or me? Sorry, these the guys are arguing about the post question about um, FPV oh, racing, oh, whether it will always is. be round. Yeah, they say. Well, uh, uh, Ed says quads need to get bigger in order for the audience to see them. I agree uh, with that. Yeah, yeah. They, need to, they need to make Mario Kart esque sort of pickups yeah. to fly around the track. Yeah, the table, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And um, leave some sort of mines in yeah. the air that they just hover. Yeah. Um, uh, Was it on the after hours show that um, Chad uh, <laughs> Novak was talking about a, a massive uh, FPV racer? No, that was, was on our kahuna. podcast. Was it? Yeah, I think so, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah, with the nine-inch bl- blades of death and that. It was like, yeah, it was like 900 millimetres and yeah. frame and a 12-inch prop or something. The, yeah, the I remember him talking death. about that. Yeah, I think he, he mentioned that on ours too, yeah. I remember that now that you say that. Yeah. He, uh, no, he was test- was he testing up, it out up. for immersion or something? I think he was testing it. Yeah, I can't I remember. So. No, yeah. I was, I've been trying to find any more details about it, and it's obviously not out yet. But yeah, it might have been. Really something. want to see that. Yeah, maybe kind of top secret. But yeah, I remember him saying that uh, you know they wanted to try out some bigger, bigger quads for racing, and he's he's like, nah, this this isn't gonna work. <laughs> well, the crashes would be spectacular. Yeah, they would be yeah. for sure. Yeah, Daniel Waring, FPV. Uh, I hate big quads, too heavy. Give. Um, for spectators, give everyone a set of head plays and they're set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a bit expensive, but there you go. Yeah. And then they're you arguing about lift-off. on the way back. Like, you know, like they do at some cinemas where you just have to hand back your 3D glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, GMAC uh, FPV says this show, yeah, you can see the quad in, in the Hawaii photos. Put the link in the chat. <laughs> um, Jack, I'll argue with you about us arguing what uh, um dan says uh, he's gonna argue with me about arguing um, oh is that your hero dan no no not dan dan no not not dan upton other dan this is dan wearing yep thank you yep. i can't see the chat in my defense no i can i i can post the link but as soon as you guys click on it the music will start so I feel like poor Chris is left out. So I'm having to repeat <laughs> everything. So, uh, yeah, have we got any? Yeah, how did you guys cope with the uh, Rotor Riot boys? And um, I can't believe you're missing some of the, the, the you know, the, the the mishap with the podcast as well. Oh, the missing yeah, that sound was, uh... clips and stuff, man. It was so good. The glider stuff. Yeah, that was a that was probably for me personally. That was probably one of my favorite podcasts. But luckily, uh, Andre he figured some stuff out. He got all the little bit. And if you just listened to it and you know didn't hear uh, the original, then you would really wouldn't notice too much of the little bits that were missing. But luckily, we got it all back. I reposted it, and it it should be good. But yeah, that was one one of my. Uh, Chad is just a very interesting. Like he's one of those guys you could. You know, when I first met him, we were at we were down in the basement and we were just all sitting around talking a little bit. And right away, like I I could tell I could sit down with Chad Nowak and carry on a conversation for days. Like no matter what it is, if it's boating or whatever, it's just he he's just got this 
thing about him to where he's very just easy to talk to down to earth and seems to know a little bit of a, about everything. And I just found him fascinating. I mean, just very personable, but, but even, and then to, to go out and see his flying skills and, uh, it was just amazing. I can't believe how much of a wind up merchant he is. He will make you chase your, your tail, you know, like <laughs> the whole set your PIDs to four. Um, like even, you know, um, you know, the Dubai stuff. Here we go. Uh-huh. This is this, this has started a whole new thing about Dubai, but he, he would like make up different ages for, um, for uh, Banny, who who won, he would be like uh-huh. he's twelve, he's thirteen, and oh, yeah, if yeah. you listen to various news reports, yeah. they're quoting <laughs> his, like you know, poor Sharpu is apparently not from Spain, he's from uh, what is it, <laughs> Mexico? Yeah, that's it. Like you know, he's not, he's he's Mexican apparently. So um, oh, that's funny. It's definitely very intelligent and yeah, like the the time he spent you know, testing things and trying things or whatever. And even the, the one night I was down there between him and David Vindenstoll and, and Steele, like going in very, very in depth of, of things beyond PIDs of, I was, I was so blown away and it was so over my head that I was, I was completely out of the conversation, but listening intently because it was so interesting how in depth they were getting like, you know, well, three months ago, this was this number and we tested this with this prop. And then we had to change this PID to the, you know, change the P to this and the D to the, I was like, wow, blown away. Hmm. I mean, um, I like, I quite like Steele, you know, as much as like, I, at first I wasn't sure about him, but mm-hmm. that guy has got no time for bullshit, you know? Yeah, like he, he's an interesting yeah, it's for sure. You know, you kind of admire him by the way he works, kind of thing, yes. you know, he was like, so, you know, he gets given a KISS flight controller, he's like, turns all the filters off, and he's like, ah, that makes sense. And it's uh-huh. like, he almost finds his own way. So right. that's what I quite like about him. But he's quite easy to, like, give up on things that he isn't interested in. It's like herding cats. Yeah. You know, those guys. I can't imagine the fun you guys must have had with them. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it basically you just kind of sit back and observe. That That's that was the cool thing. And the, the one thing about Steel that it, it just blows my mind is how little time he's been in the hobby and – what he's learned and been able to do and his flying skills, that's what really gets me. Like the guy can go out and just do just about anything imaginable, very rarely crashes. Um, and it's just like, wow. And you've only been flying for how long? That's just insane. Yeah. I think he had a lot of transferable skills from the helis. From helis. You know, I think that made a big difference, you know, sure. you know, Because a lot of us are like, ah, if we crash, we'll break a prop. Whereas, like, the heli guys are like, if I crash, hours of, like, money, hours of repair, and possible death. Right. You know, so, yeah. I think it's a different breed. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. That background does make you think very differently. Yeah, like, you know, those, those, you know, those things, like, when they crash, they're kind of... Yeah, it's quite difficult. To Little get... difficult parts. Yeah, expensive difficult parts. Yeah, I I've been there. I went in the helis early on and and realized that uh, you know that I was so intrigued by them and and learning to fly them. But that was my problem. You crash and then spend 
four or five hours rebuilding the head and retrimming everything and getting it to fly right. And then you'd be so nervous to like try another maneuver. You're like, I don't want to crash. I don't want to crash. And it just finally got to the point where, okay, I'm, I'm over this. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. You know, that is, wow. I mean, that, that is what would be completely beyond about the helis. It's, yeah. Like I'm that nervous. You know, we were talking before about like a phantom, which is pretty much flies itself. Right. Imagine how nervous I'd be yeah. about that. Whereas, you know, I can see, uh, like, well, Jack, when you just rammed it into the ground in front of me the other day and you just dust it off and you're off in the air again. It's fine. Yeah. That's, yep. that, that level of relaxation is fantastic. Right. <laughs> I, I think, though, I mean, I could be wrong, but, you know, with Horizon Hobby coming out with this safe technology stuff and now they're starting to put it on some, some of their helis, I think they're kind of testing the waters a little bit, you know, with the, we call it the oh crap or the oh button you know where you can <laughs> actually awesome go to up hear and, you swear yeah oh. uh you know to go oh, up and so, sorry producer whomever yeah <laughs> you know to actually go up and try a maneuver you know and go oh crap you know and hit the button and and everything's good you mm. know that that may bring helis back into the game a little bit yeah yeah, yeah that's true actually. it's still a big part of displays at shows and things i think you know because the 3d helis at least to do their big you know, uh, well lit displays. They're they're still really impressive, especially with all the noise and everything from them oh, doing all the back and forth. I, I totally agree. To, to, for me, uh, a good oh yeah, three uh, D heli pilot. Yeah, you can't beat a three a three D heli pilot show. I mean that, like you said, the sound and the the noise and the way it looks in the air, and it, you can't beat it. I don't think. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. I'm too scared. scared. That's that just makes me more impressed by the people. <laughs> Mm. And it is funny watching people hide behind other people. Oh yeah, that's me. That, yeah. That, that is me. Yeah. You know when I I never really gave it too much thought until the day uh, we were shooting the episode when David had the big 500 heli and he had the the uh, mannequin out there and he's whipping this 500 heli around and runs into it with, you know with the blades of death and it just literally you know took this dummy out like the, the we had a watermelon there and i was just like oh he missed the watermelon didn't he or something yeah like he kind of yeah. missed it but he actually went back and, and and did it again but holy cow that brought a whole new perspective of like you know what that that really could just literally cut you in half and not even think twice about it oh, it's oh, happened as, as that kid yes. demonstrated yeah yeah it's it's uh happened over here in the states there's been uh, a few people uh one uh, maybe a year ago in New York City. Yeah, no, I, we, that was a big. Was, it was on the news here. Yeah, um, yeah. And I remember feeling it was a bit crass that they were filming it from a helicopter uh, to try and show the scene. You know, obviously they'd got a tarp or something, but yeah. But he was a competent pilot, wasn't he? I mean, yeah. yeah. I well, don't know if he had a malfunction. <laughs> I mean, who knows what happened? But yeah, I, 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 I would guess he was getting a bit close. You know, could be getting interested. But he was could on his be. own, wasn't he? No one knows. Yeah, right, right. 3D heli displays. Uh, do you get involved much in the flight fest side of things? Um, yes and no. Like, uh, those guys pretty much plan everything out. Um, this year, I think we're going to do a little bit more. We have a few ideas of uh, maybe doing some live podcasting during the event. Uh, we may actually... Uh, we've been kicking around the idea of doing maybe, you know, like, uh, we did it last year too, but it wasn't like set in stone. Like we didn't have a, a set time or anything, but this year we might do, you know, like, uh, we're going to have a couple, uh, radian flies or some whippets, you know, get a bunch of people together. 
Um, but other than that, uh, you know, it's just nice to, to hang out, you know, meet people, talk to people, you know, really, I don't get to fly that much, which is okay because it's almost more fun just to hang out, meet people, yeah. talk to them and watch other people. Like I really enjoy watching other people fly and, you know, seeing different airplanes or aircrafts or, or quads or whatever, and, and just talk to the people about them. You know, what gave you that, you know, the idea to build that or how does this fly or what do you, you know, that's what really interests me. So, you know, if I, even it, I could probably go through the whole weekend and not fly at all and be perfectly content. But I think this year we're going to try to do a little bit more flying and maybe organize a few events. Yeah, because I've been to quite you know, some reasonably big organized events, but the fun fly events I've been to have all been fairly small people, fairly small groups where everyone knows everyone else and it's all quite, you know, you all just kind of know each other by by name and. Uh, mm-hmm. As the community's growing a lot more, I'm wondering whether the events this year are going to be a lot bigger. So I was wondering if, with your experience, having seen the massive fun flies at the Flight Fest, what's, you know, do you have any tips for like, what's gone well and like, what should maybe either organizers or us going to these events? Is there, is there anything different when it gets really big? Um... You know, I think we've been very fortunate. Um, the The strange thing with Flight Fest is it was so community driven um, that it just felt like even though you you were meeting people for the first time, it, like you knew each other. Uh, you know, and again, some people uh, talked on the forums or whatever for a year or two, or you know, yeah. knew each other a little bit, but. We haven't really run into any problems so far. So I, you know, as far as um, you know, maybe do's or don'ts or whatever. I, you know, I, flight tests ran. You know, even last year we had some weather problems, but even the first year, that first event ran so smooth and everything went so well. It was just almost too good to be true. We had absolutely zero issues, no problems, nobody getting hurt. Um, we had a few issues last year, I think, with the FPV stuff. You know, every now and then somebody Signal, might flick yeah. something on or try to go for a little little flight here and there. Um, but other than that, uh, it, it's been uh, yeah. going really smooth. I mean, uh, I think what helps for you is you've got Jen, which uh, that is a valuable asset. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're like just hearing about her. Um, I love the whole people who recognize you for your voice. Uh-huh. Um, that, yes. that made me, that made me laugh. Um, that is really strange, man. Just yeah. to walk down somewhere and talk to, or I'll be talking to somebody and they'll turn around and go, you must be Chris. And I'm like, yep. They're like, I recognize <laughs> the voice. And uh, the funniest thing was Mike, you know, Mike has this, this voice and this laugh that is, yeah. you know, you could recognize that thing from miles yeah. away and mike would just laugh and people would just swarm around him because instantly they knew who it was yeah. it was just crazy and he almost at the you know, first day just didn't know how to take that you know <laughs> mike's quite nice his laugh's quite nice is that if you crack a joke and he laughs you kind of feel oh. good about yourself you know oh it's my like... gosh that, that guy he is he is pure entertainment gold whether it's in the studio, whether you're out flying with him, whether you go out to lunch with him. I mean, he's just entertained. Again, he's kind of like that friend. I love to be around Mike because he, he always makes me laugh or yeah. I have a smile on my face and there's always entertainment no matter what he does. Yeah. It's great. Um, 
Yeah, I mean the uh, the other side of like the, the good thing is uh, everything's foam, so you're pretty safe. You know, I don't think anyone's uh-huh. going to injure themselves. Uh, right. You know, you're all yeah, it's all electric. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's all you know, it's all kid friendly. I mean, um, you've got people like Ivy Crazy who are giving out dummy loads, so the um, you know you can test your FPV gear. Yep. And you know you you got well organised. You got vo- volunteers who uh, you know, and you kind of from a get go of watching a first video, you know, you kind of you've got the sort of like religious side of it of like you know everyone's a you know brother and like you know the you're around good people, you know, good like people. yeah, yes. you know, and yeah. that from the the get go of like you know be nice, be respectful, and it's kind of like bred into the videos and like build the hobby. You're a good represent representation of the hobby, you know. Think about every time you go out. And I think that's just kind of passed through so that when everyone gets there, they're still reading off the, the same hymn page, shall we say. See? Yeah. Uh, so a little, little reference. And I think that's um, that's pretty good. And uh, what really sort of, like, you know, shocked me was, um, you know, you had, like, the uh, Stone Blue Airlines and they crashed into a hobby, uh, a, 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 had a wing and they crashed into a heli. And people oh, yeah, were like, yeah, here's year. 20 bucks towards this. And there's yeah. actually a video of it. Yes. You know, and it's just like here, here, dude. I, you know, like, you know, don't be down. Here's twenty. You know, and like people yeah. were just giving him money. He had more money than the thing was yeah. worth. <laughs> right, you know, they right. were just like, get something better. Like, and you know, here's here's some here's some money just because you can't fly right now. You know, like have some beer or some food and right. You know, and I just thought, wow, this this hobby and um, you know, at, at the FPV nationals. Um, my buddy was flying over in the UK. He was he was in the race in that, and uh, he went for a bit of a fun fly afterwards with me over a field, and his VTX burnt out. So we went back to the nationals, and I literally stood in a crowd of people and was like, "Has anyone got one of these?" and held it up, and people were like, "What is it?" passed <laughs> it around, and then sorry, Jack, I thought for a minute you were stood on a hill holding your, uh, you know, has anyone got one of these? Yeah, half of us do, and the other half are women. But yeah, some, you know, uh, funny enough, Banny, you know, the, you know, 15-year-old champion, he was like, yep, I won one of those, here you go, give us 30 quid tomorrow, and then just walked off and was like, you know, it was just, it's, the hobby's just great, like, everyone wants to help each other out, and I, I don't, I've never experienced anything like that in my life, where... You know, like nothing's a problem. No, I, I totally agree. You know, besides maybe, you know, I've been my big background is the motocross community, the, which is very similar as far as people wise and helping out. But yeah, the RC community is unbelievable. And like one of the things that really blew my mind that first year, you know, when you had, I forget what the number was, you know, like 3,000 people or whatever we had that first year, is after Sunday when we were, you know, just kind of winding down and cleaning things up and everybody was gone. You didn't find one piece of trash on that whole property after all those people left. I mean, it's just, that's just the kind of people we have coming to Flight Fest. I mean, to me, that kind of blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. that's no, that's really true of yeah people here too. And the uh, it literally is the best community that doesn't have Alice and Brian. Right. <laughs> uh- yeah, I just I can't believe you know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's people that will actively like look for their broken props and that just because they don't want to litter. Yeah, you know, and you know, if we if we do see them, we do like pick them up, and it kind of it just encourages like you know, it kind of it passes on. You know, I'm like, come on, man, we're not savages here. 
Yeah, and like, right. you know, we'll have a... We might look like it. Yeah, well, I do, <laughs> definitely. I'm, you know, and it, you, you do. I mean, I'm, you know, like my recycling box outside my house is like full of props and there must be someone <laughs> who walks past and goes, oh, you must fly FPV. <laughs> you know, a lot yep. of, yeah. I must say... I'm yeah, like, that's crazy, though, you know, that to meet people all over the world that show up for that event and everybody's on the same page you know they're just happy to be there they just want to hang out and have fun and and uh like i said with with the ft community you know it just seems like everybody already knows everybody even though a lot of people have only met there for the first time you know whether it was people we were talking to from australia or over in europe uh hawaii i mean it, well i think it was six different countries we had 40 two states represented i mean it was just unbelievable i, w- I would love to come over to, to flight fest it's just you know like i get there what do i do do i rent a car you know where am i gonna sleep you know hey, and um um did you hear i think we talked about on the podcast but did you hear the story of i can't remember his name but i think he was did coming he from china or no uh, we had a kid from china he decided he was coming to flight fest bought a ticket Hopped on a plane, uh, flew into Cleveland. I mean, he just did this on a whim. He had a he had nothing but the clothes on his back and the suitcase of stuff he brought with him. He, and a complicated uh, visa that it filled out. Yes, you know, uh, rented, uh, took a bus down to Canton, got into Canton, figured out a taxi to get him, you know, out to the field strolling down the driveway in a suitcase you know and when we realized what this kid went through and how he got here and everything like everybody just jumped in like fred's like oh here here's here's my my hammock tent you know and uh you know you can stay here or here's the food or here you know whatever you need they just helped this kid Aww. out because he just traveled you know how eight thousand miles to come over to flight test for three days so if, if that's the problem don't worry about it. We'll take care of you one way or the other. You know, somebody oh, will put you in a motor home or, or yeah. something, you know, take you out and get you food. I will bring you coffee in the morning, whatever you need, buddy. Just, you know, hop on that plane and come over. We'll take care of you. All right. Fair enough. I, I guess I'm going to fly it fast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know if you're going to have the uh, famous uh, circle plane back because that was such a hit. The, uh, fly through the circular plane. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, that's a good question. I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but uh, that's, you know, up to Ooh. Peter. It, it is, you know, Peter's done that not only at Flight Fest, but a lot of the flying events he goes to. He generally builds one of those, and people just love that thing. So I'm sure it's a good possibility that there might even be a bigger and better one at Flight Fest. I'm, I'm sure. Oh, man. Ah, what's this space? Guys, are any of you guys up for going to Flight Fest? Yes, come on yeah. over. Come yeah. on over. All right, no, all right. So we got we've got an event uh, um, in is it May seventh? May seventh. Yeah, yeah International Drone Asia. Day. So if any of you guys want to come over for that, we offered the guys. You know, if you uh-huh. want to, we'll we'll hook you up with somewhere to stay. Oh man, I would love to. Yeah, like you know, if you get permission for your wife, I'll uh, yeah, I'll find you somewhere to stay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure. Come. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely. It's um, it's not going to be to the scale, but you know, it's, it's it gets pretty busy. It's sure. um, it, yeah. In fact, it's officially mini. Oh no, that's the aircraft. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, a, a real quick question. I'm just curious. How did you guys start your podcast? Oh, um, that's that's down to me, really. Yeah, I you just left the tape recorder on and 
Yeah, that's it, really. I just like, you know, recording my friends. Um, I started... I'm, I'm a, do you know Kevin Smith? The uh, name rings a bell. Yeah, he done Office like Clerks films. and all that. You know the he's got he's got a podcast, and um, he he started podcasting. I got kind of into that, uh-huh. and there was a a podcast called Tell Him Steve Dave, which is just his friends. Uh-huh. And uh, I started up this other podcast. I've left that now. And um, Do- uh, Doom, who's into he's running the uh, mini air show on the seventh. I met him at his first mini air show and I got chatting to him and that and uh, he was he I I helped build him a new quad and I was chatting to him and uh, he offered me to come round on his show and talk about you know drones because he was interested Uh in them so I went round um, I can send you the link as well and and spent an hour on his show talking about quadcopters and everything and then after that he said that was really good there was loads of listeners um would you like to do your own show and um during the show jay who's been particularly quiet tonight um (laughs) not always not always he was very vocal on the chat and i I liked some of his questions he was asking that so i i grabbed him as a Mm co-host i got tony the wonderful moan star because he loves complaining he's kind of like the (laughs) Forgive me, Tony. He's kind of like the Carl Pilkington of the show. Where is he now? Or is he looking through windows? Uh no, he's he's probably asleep. He's he's not not the not the happiest bunny at the moment. He's having he's not having a good time. And then um I worked on Adam with the book. Oh yeah. Well him. basically you had me on one show, didn't you, as an interview and I just I wouldn't go away. Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, we tried to get rid of him, but yeah, yeah. that oh, sounds like that sounds like Andre. He just kept bugging me enough to where I said, "All right, fine, we'll put you on." Yeah, and then um, also Jack says I got a lot of laughs lines. Yeah, because you know, it's obviously that rather than knowing anything. Yeah, uh, well, you know, and also you sound like um, uh, my uh, what is it, Mitchell? Oh, they, yeah, yeah. They, uh, I, I, I sound like a successful comedian uh, in the just, UK. I'm it, not actually him. It's funny. <laughs> and um, Frank or Andrew. <laughs> Whatever your name is now, as I'm usually known. Yeah. Um. Met him out on one day. I was like, "Here, have a go in my quad." I threw the controller in his hands, and he's been addicted ever since. Oh wow! And um, he's just kind of giving me feedback, and you know, uh, chatting, and like kind of bringing up ideas that I had as well, or like you know, things I've never even thought about as well, and kind of like helping us with the show, and like reaching out to people like you and. You know, the flight test podcast, you know, informing me of like the community podcast as well. Things I haven't even heard of. And he's just kind of become like a little producer of the show in a way. And I was just like, and it somehow changed his name. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. what, where, what, what is with the Frank thing? The what? what why are you called Frank as well? Because my email address is... Frank Strudel, and that was due to me. I used to say to be Frank a lot, and so people started taking the piss oh, out of that. Right. And I also uh, was at one point convinced that the proper name for the at symbol was a strudel. Right. Got so you. those okay. two things together combined to form my email address. But I wonder what the at symbol real name is, because the the and symbol is an ambassan. There must be a real exactly. name for an at symbol. I feel that like I ought what to know I was that. Convinced about. 
And so let's I call was it, convinced let's call it it was the strudel. Well, I mean, I'm I'm happy with the strudel. If you're down with that, like I I see no because that makes me think about cake. apple strudel. <laughs> the apple strudel. So easily distracted, Chris. I'm so oh, sorry. It sounds just like us. I know exactly how this goes. Oh. Okay, sorry. We were trying to allow somebody their their freedom or sleep or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. So that's how we got started. It's all my fault. And uh, these guys are amused me, and I like being around them. It's good. I, I'm straight dogs and straight people. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I, the more. RC podcasts out there, I think the better, and it just really strives everybody else and me included to to be better and do you know put out a better product. So you know, yeah. hats off to you guys. I'm glad you guys are out there and doing your thing, and uh, and I'll have to give some more uh, uh, episodes a listen. I think. Yeah, please do. I mean, uh, just look for the popular ones in iTunes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure the others all have their merits as well. Yeah. Uh, avoid the ESC episode where I read off <laughs> no, a list don't of... don't avoid that one. <laughs> That's history. Yeah, what, that is history. What's really weird that baffles me is we'll... we'll will plan up this big podcast or have a big guest and you think oh man that was the best podcast in the world and then then you put out one that's crappy and you're like oh i don't even want to put this one out and you look at the numbers and the crappy ones always do way better than what the ones you think are great yeah. i can't figure that out like yeah. i don't know how that works this podcast it's also weird can... sometimes when we get really really off topic it can be great fun. yes i think that... yes yeah the the podcast you walk in you have no expectations you're like guys i don't even know what we're going to talk about and then boom you do a two and a half hour podcast and you're like hey that was pretty good yeah it's, it's, <laughs> i've noticed if anyone says to me like oh we need questions or they sort of go formal i mean it was like last week we had zoe full throttle on and she was she just went right i guys i want to know what you think of trump and the guys were oh, just geez. chatting about it and they were having a great chat as soon as I did the intro, they just everyone just shut oh, up. Yeah. It was like yep. I was talking to myself. Yep. And then like I cracked a few jokes and then as soon as I said something stupid, they all just jumped on it. And then yep. that was it. Wow. They were off. <laughs> Maybe I just need to be like, yeah, so uh yeah, I I tried XT sixties, yeah? And they just went. They were just on my case, you know. Yeah. Audience members, if you listen back just about ten seconds, Jack implied that when he says something stupid he's just doing it to keep the show moving. no 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 i i i come out with dumb stuff all the time trust me like radio c's finest oh that's great you know we, we've all been there guys come oh, off yeah. it you know we've all we've all put the the wrong prop on backwards oh yeah you know we've oh, all yeah. put the half used battery on and then sunk a bloody thing in the kitchen yeah. let's see oh yeah i think oh, no that was me <laughs> I, I got a really quick funny story. If you guys have time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So I got the new uh, TBS Triumphs in, right? Oh, and yeah. I was all, all excited. I couldn't wait to throw them on, go out and test them. So I, I pulled the one off the tricopter. I screw it on. I pull, I had some, uh, uh, what were they, the uh, Mad Mushrooms on there. So I pulled the one off, I was, uh, off my head plays, got all excited, ran outside, fired it up, cranking around i probably was doing 80 miles an hour down the road with a tricopter and got towards the end of my road boom pitcher just gone i was like ah throttle down comes down crashes on the road i'm like oh what happened I go over of course everything's fine that that mini try is a beast 
come back. I'm looking over everything. And here, dummy me was in a hurry and got excited. I never put the other antenna on the head play goggles. So I had no antenna on there. Oh, you know, no. Yes. Oh. So that was my uh, fun experience here uh, last week. Uh, oh, right. Oh, that recently? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just last me. week. Yeah. I was uh, I'm like, I got to get these things on. I want to test them out. Got in a hurry. And, you know, it's amazing. Right. Right. Close, man. The signal was great. But as soon as I got maybe 100 yards <laughs> down, it just it, there was no fuzz. No, no it, instantly nothing. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? Usually you have been able to have a go since with both sets on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the first thing I did when I got back is made sure I put the other one on the goggles. Because <laughs> you, you never really take the, you know, you think, you know, you kind of like leave one on the quad or, you know, like they're always on your goggles or something. So that's quite an easy habit to do. I mean, the, one of, one of the, the tricky ones is an SMA connector with an RP SMA antenna. Already? Already did that yeah, too. No, oh man, no. <laughs> it you know, and you never know. You'd never uh, yeah. know because it doesn't burn your VTX out because it's got that load on it. Yeah. So, uh, but as soon as that thing wiggles loose, that's it. You know, game over. Yeah. yeah. Or the same thing. It'll work great at close, but once you get out there a ways, and it, it breaks up pretty quick. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know what other dumb stuff have I done. I've got, I've got one. I, uh... I remember the time before I learned that you were meant to put that uh, locky glue stuff on the screws. Oh, Loctite! Oh, yeah, man. Loctite. oh yeah, I, I, I did I that as well. Loctite and Threadlock. I have a beautiful video from, well, not beautiful, funny now, <laughs> of um, uh, the propeller throwing itself from a hex and then it gracefully circling around in a crazy way because they don't immediately crash a hex. So it's got a, a certain amount of. A uh, fail time when it uh-huh. <laughs> we, we like to call that glide slope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's yours, Andrew? So I uh, had a, a brilliant day of handing round the controller to my Hubson X4 little one to round my family, and uh, I, I, I gave it to my mum, and she immediately because I I didn't really sort of think about it. I I'd, I'd only been playing around with it with myself for a short while so I was just like these are what they do have a go and uh, my mum just immediately full throttle up in the sky she jumped was like ah it's disappearing I don't know what to do and I was just like drop it drop it meaning drop the throttle but obviously <laughs> oh, oh no there was a bit of you know, a bit of ambiguity there so uh, yeah that was that that was me having to then jump over and, and try and get it back. So, then, okay, panic over. My mum runs inside and panicking. Uh, give it to my dad. And he immediately flies it full speed. Then he understands or understood what I meant by drop the throttle. He drops the throttle and dead in the pond. Oh, oh. no. Oh. I was running over there, yanking it all out. It's it's fine. It, it flies perfectly fine. But I just uh, hung it up on the washing line for a, for the rest of the afternoon. Well, uh, and it was just like, okay. I I'm gonna uh, yeah learn some lessons from this. Uh, if I'm handing a controller around, I will uh, take a yeah, bit more future, time to explain things. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, what the no. buddy box is for. My I've I've set that up now. So yeah. I've, my I've had my brother on the buddy box uh, on the ZMR, and and that that worked all right. Although 
I did a similar thing in that I didn't really think far enough ahead and really confused myself when I put it over to the so he had control. Now it was just but I, it was the first time I'd ever done it on the Tyrannus, so I, I wasn't entirely sure I'd programmed it correctly. So I just took it out, povered it, flicked it over, and then got really confused when it started falling out the sky. And uh, uh, I didn't think to switch it back until much, much too late. Uh, so yeah, then again, it's like I need to think through these things a bit ahead of actually yeah. getting. Once to you them. have that's, time to think about it, it's either already happened. Yeah, or, right. Or yeah. The, yeah, yeah. We will go back to Jay, but that totally reminds me of that podcast. You know, the flight test podcast of that kid landing that other guy's plane. Oh yeah, the big glider oh. one. Oh my word! Yeah, yeah, man, what happened to that? Like, I just how can you sleep at night? I know, and that was a giant, like, homemade glider. Like, you, you, not, nothing they went in, you know, like a radiant and paid 150 bucks for, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry, Jay, what's your big dum-dum move? Oh, my big dum-dum move. Well, I had, it just goes back three years or so, um, and I had a KK board, and this quad would fly everywhere. There was nice fields near me, but they were quite dusty every time I took off. I think I once landed in some rapeseed oil plants, and it got covered in more dust. But the story goes that uh, I strapped my mobile phone over the time to my quad because usually that had the best camera of what I had accessible that was small enough to oh, get aerial video. I thought you were going to bring up the wasps. Well, no, the wasps, well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's still a scary moment. No, but what happened, I was flying on this pretty cloudy and wet day and uh, I went up. I, I didn't let it go into the clouds, but the clouds are quite low. And I think the moisture and the dust shorted my gyros because the next thing I know, it faced upside down and was pounding towards the ground. Um, I righted it the right way and it flipped over again. I think the gyros were short, shorted. It thought up was down, came down, hit the ground, uh, and it was all recorded on my camera and on my mobile phone. It still worked. And oh. the, videos, the videos on the web, because um, I've been trying to mount these things in uh, jello-free to make, you know, the video, if you didn't get the mount right, it was just jello. So I'd have all these sort of strange zip-tied foam padding, and it, it survived the fall. But uh, it was a lesson learned that sometimes dust and moisture don't mix on fine electronics that are exposed to the elements. I can't believe I'm admitting this, but I had a, a compact Sony camera, and I literally masking taped it to a quad, and it didn't go down too well. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, the lens yeah, it... doesn't go away. It doesn't shut. No, no so, more. Yeah. In summary, we are all idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh yeah. We learn yeah. collectively. We have to learn. I just like we to point to out, I'm a professional idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I hope Fab takes that as some sort of soundbite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's very proud to have that sort of people on this team. Yeah, that's it. Thanks, Chris. You've totally ruined my good reputation. Oh, well, I'm ish. sorry. No, yeah. right. <laughs> I bet I bet you've seen some things though over uh, flight desk. Oh, you have. I mean, we could sit for hours and just talk about this stuff. That's you know things that went on and uh, you the, know the fire, again, that, everything. Yeah, you oh, know the, the stuff that you guys haven't seen on camera. Where you know there was days like. I'm like, I don't know, man. This, this just, I don't think this is a good idea. Uh, what, what makes me laugh is they portray David as the most dangerous person, you know, like, you know, with the, 
you know the the uh, the Y6 and like lifting a plane with it, uh-huh. and, like the the you know the afterburner and all that sort right. of stuff. They kind of like portrayed David's the most safest out of the lot of you. Like David's <laughs> older. He, you know, he does, you know, he knows what a fire extinguisher is. He knows how one works. He's probably taken one apart when he was 12. So, like, <laughs> when you think of, like, you know, how bad David was and, like, Chad and Dave are just like, oh, man, you know, because Alex, man, some of the things that Alex gets up to as well, it's just like, oh, I can't even imagine. I, like, and how I don't are you know, guys I've still alive? Around, I've been around David a lot and I've seen I mean some of the ideas he has and things that he wanted to do and <laughs> I don't know, man. He's he's pretty daring. He, and and most of the time you're like, David, I, I I'm not sure. Ah, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It's good, you know. And then yeah. afterwards he's like, That was a bad idea. We shouldn't have never done that. And we'll never do it again. <laughs> the sentence so, it'll be fine is so frequently associated with disaster exactly so i mean he's 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 like a split personality like there's times where i'm like oh my gosh what do you you know just talking to like i was talking to him the other day he was talking about one of his uh i'm not going to give it away but talking about an idea what he was maybe wanting to do and filming and we just i was like oh my gosh that if you could if this works out and you can do it it is don't go to prison i think you know (laughs) oh man um yeah what you know are you like thoroughly into like the quads or tries or are you like we always stick stick with the radiant you know like Um, how what what whose team are you on mutually exclusive (laughs) well it's um i'll be honest i'm more into the planes and i think I, i don't really know why um but i have been switching over a little bit more into the the smaller quads and now that i have the, i absolutely love this tricopter and i also have a uh, versa i'm going to be building here soon uh and going to put through it's through the paces and i also have a i don't know if you guys have seen or, or heard or tested the, the hmb quad stuff from multi rc um mm. that stuff is phenomenal it's almost indestructible if you get a chance just go to multi rc's website and check out their um if you stick a link in the chat we can add it to the show notes oh okay on on skype that's kind of how things work and the weird cat thing is probably going to be my new t-shirt oh okay yeah i just kind of wanted to share that with everyone (laughs) that's the best thing ever Um, so (laughs) i've i've been kind of going back and forth here lately um, but I think with the original multi rotors, to do with the weather? Do you think? What's that? You think it's to do with the weather? Uh, um, I can't imagine that the radian is is much fun in in the cold, wet. Uh, it isn't. But like we got so many other things to fly, like uh, you know the fly zone beaver, or you know I got That's a true. I got a, I got a big uh, carbon Z, uh, what is that E flight carbon Z cub yeah. that will. F- will take anything a multi-rotor will as far as weather why i mean we got a lot of stuff we can fly in the in weather um and i think it was just with the the multi-rotor stuff a lot of times too unless you buy something you know more stuff's coming out now ready to fly or whatever but there was so much time in in building and tuning and and stuff that my problem was i don't have a lot of time to do that stuff i i like it and i enjoy it but the problem is, is having the time to do that and then you do a crash well then you're kind of sometimes starting over and rebuilding kind of like the heli thing so 
But now with the smaller stuff and the 250 quads, the 180 quads, where you can go out and beat the daylights out of them and, you know, maybe throw a prop on there or put some D, um, DALs on there and don't worry about it, it's it's becoming more fun for me and I've been enjoying it more. So it, it's about 50-50 right now. I think planes would be more popular in the UK if we had space to fly them. Oh, I see. Yeah. Because gotcha. I, I think, you know, over there you always have a lot more uh, fields to fly in. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're limited to small parks and occasional uh, treasures. But uh, yeah, huh, I miss planes actually, and that that was one of the driving forces why I picked up on quads so quickly, I suppose, and just uh, I, it quickly became where I didn't fly my planes at all, and I haven't done for years, probably even now. But I missed the the plane flying. Yeah, for me, the planes are just so much more relaxing. And, you know, if I just want to go out and I had a bad day at work or whatever to to go out and just, you know, throw the radiant up or it, whatever and, you know, and just relax and have an enjoyable flight. You know, that's why I still kind of gravitate towards the planes. Have you tried wings much then? I mean, like as in for wings, what are your take on wings then? Oh, I, I love the wings. I actually have a few wings here. I don't fly them as much as I used to, um, and I and I still have a 60-inch um, crash test hobby wing here um, that we might uh, set up for some FPV. But, um, you know, it's, again, the wings kind of, you know, I don't know, specific. Uh, they're great, you know, over here in the weather. If the weather gets really crappy, you can always throw a wing up. Most of them are EPP anyway, so, you know, you can auger it into the ground, pick it up, and chuck it again. So, you know, I've always liked wings, Ever, you know, especially since way back in the early flight test days when, you know, Chad was on the uh, the wing kick for a while, and, you know, every wing he had was FPV. So, you know, I got to fly a lot of them. So, yeah, yeah there's nothing wrong with a wing for sure. Yeah, I think that's where the popularity of uh... – the aspect of a plane is coming back in the UK and there's more people going from even just having quads and things like that, multi-rotors going to uh, wings as for, since they're FPV'd. Yeah. So I, I have bought a wing. Thanks to Andrew. I just like to call Yay. him out on that. Hey. You son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Joe, flight test one as well. I, yeah. I yeah. From Jolly the, RC from the UK, they do actually send stuff. And uh, ah, is it an arrow? Yeah, mini oh, arrow. You're gonna love the arrow. Absolutely love it. Um, can you recommend me some uh, some servos for it? You know, some, uh, some. I mean, you can put anything on. Even you can run it uh, the cheap, you know, um, Turnigy uh, nine gram servos on it if you want. That's yeah, fine. I was hoping for something a little bit, you know, metal servo or something. I don't. You know. can put. Yeah, I mean, it depends how you're gonna fly it too. You know, if you're gonna put uh, destroy. a cell on it and just, you know terrorize the sky then yeah you ought to go for uh some kind of metal gear servo i would think yeah i don't know if you if you find something to recommend then just uh drop me an email and okay. i really appreciate that sure like, yeah that is a fantastic wing you're gonna love it yeah i, I thought I'd, I'd turn to the dark side tony's not talking to me because of that but you know i was just like <laughs> i can't wait i'm looking at my hot glue gun i'm being you know like i remember who you are you know, I, I can't wait to the stringy bits of glue everywhere and <laughs> look like I've been on the set of the Adams family because uh, it's just cobwebs everywhere. You know, but uh, I just yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I've never kind of, I've never ventured into foam board, and I'm like, how this can't fly? I can oh, eat totally. this and not die. <laughs> it 
you know, it's a funny story again, way back. I'm going back, uh, you know, three years or whatever. When, when Josh Bixler started making these foam airplanes and bringing them to flight, uh, test, you know, when we were on a shoot or whatever, and we would just like, look at him like, you're nuts, dude. This, this, it's a piece of foam, you know, and he just kept pumping them out and trying different designs. And and he'd be like, here, take the sticks and you'd fly it around. You're like, for a dollar piece of foam board, this is amazing, you know? And finally, I think that's when he kind of convinced Chad Kapter, like, you know, we ought to start making some of these things. And now what I'm excited for that, cause I've, I've seen it and checked it out and, and I can't wait to actually build something with it is the waterproof foam that they've got coming out very soon. It is oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Witchcraft. That yeah. is witchcraft. Kill it with fire. <laughs> Yeah, I and it's gonna change. It. I think it's really gonna change a hobby as far as you know foam airplanes goes. And you can paint it. Yep. What? Yep. Oh my word. Yeah, it's unreal that how is, good stuff is. I'm gonna say it, game changer. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So I I think it's gonna be interesting. What I'd like to do, I've been wanting to do something like this for a long time. You know, is you, you get a plane, even say a wing out of there. Um, set it up FPV, waterproof all the electronics, get some corrosion X, get everything waterproofed, and go out and fly in a thunderstorm and film it. Whoa. <laughs> that's that's what I want. That's my main goal this year is what I really would like to do is, is something like that with foam board. I mean, I remember seeing um, a little clip in that of... Um you know uh, david and chad like going out in a thunderstorm oh uh, yeah i think yep. that's one of david's yep. favorite things to do is go yes. out and i that might even be on the old gremlin channel where they had a thunderstorm uh roll through and they brought out the little uh swift wing and yeah, went out there and they yeah. yeah they they were like you know oh let's give the um the you know the uh accelerometer a run for its money and fair uh-huh. dues it, it i was i was impressed because um Dan Dan Upton, my favourite Dan um, in the world. Uh, I love Dan. Dan Dan is great. All right, okay. He knows. Dan, Dan, are you in the chat? Dan? <laughs> Mum? Dad? Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Moving right a bit. Sorry, yeah, 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 I'm getting on with it. Um, he he stuck a Naze 32 and set it in the wing sort of formation, that, and he's had no luck with it. He can only fly his wing. It's like a little bonsai from Hobby King. You know the mm-hmm. foam thing, yeah. And he 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 can only fly it on pass through, like the gyro stabilization on the Naze Rev Six. Just it's not happening. I don't. What what do you think um, he's getting too much? Is he running though? I think it's just a regular clean flight. Don't tell me there's like yeah. a wing flight or something. Do you think yeah. he's getting too much vibration? You tell me. Like I wish he was on here. I mean, um, if you want, I can dial him in on a phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can speak on behalf of him if you, <laughs> you want. want to ring him up. But uh, he can talk to you. I mean, that's up to you. It's that's half just... midnight. I, I'm I'm willing to do this if we can if we can get. He to might the... not be. No, yeah, he, yeah right. Saying, he right. might not answer the da- phone. Dan's Dan's always me at midnight. Chris, whilst uh, Jack does that number, are you, I mean, are you going to hope that you'll uh, have a GPS solution when you're flying these things into uh, thunderstorms? Return to uh, home from the center of a storm. <laughs> you know what? I yeah. I I don't know. I, you know, I I don't think I want to be up too high or go out too far. It would have to be fairly close. I don't. You know, uh, would hopefully be able to see it. Or you know, uh, FPV would be the best thing. And I uh, I'm I'm hoping I would you know be have enough uh, reference and and 
and be able to see the ground enough to where I could just cruise it around a little bit, get some footage, and hopefully bring yeah. it home. But you know what? That might not be a bad idea. Like maybe put a uh, vector, an eagle tree vector in it or something just in case with a GPS, and that way that sucker can come back home. Just yeah, you know, visibility and video yeah. uh, signal uh, range can both Hello. decrease very rapidly Hello. when there's clouds around. That Hello, Dan. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, that's moist, moisture, moisture in the air affects the frequencies <laughs> we use. Hello. Yeah. Speak, Dan. Oh. Yeah, we just had another big news. Here I go again. We're trying to get off here, but <laughs> we just had another really big news story out of uh, Los Angeles. And, and again, they're blowing things up. And every time we hear a story, you know, there's way more to it than, than what they're telling everybody. But they had a Lufthansa, uh, like an Airbus coming in and said they had a, a near drone miss at 5,000 feet, and they landed, they contacted the local authorities, they contacted the FAA, made a big deal about it. Of course, they didn't find anybody, didn't see anything, nothing came about, but the, the news media got a hold of it, and they're blowing it, you know, all out of proportion, and, you know, like we kept saying, not that it isn't possible, but the possibility of you running into a drone at 5,000 feet is pretty slim, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the BBC the has recently had an article um, covering some like professional analysis of the risk to aircraft Link. from drones, saying Link. that I'm trying to find it, saying that turtles are a greater risk to yep. uh, commercial airliners than drones. Yeah, so, I've I've heard that too. I mean, turtles, birds, uh, you know, you name it. It's you know, there's nothing nothing scientific saying that you know that. Uh, drones are, are way worse than anything else, and I haven't seen any any statistics of where, you know, if, if you do suck a, a Phantom 3 into an Airbus 380, that it's going to take out the engine. I highly doubt it. Did any of you see the, um, uh, what was it, the Mythbusters episode of, like, yeah. birds taking out planes? And yes. they were saying yeah. about yeah. the UK, they phoned up, the American supplier of the uh, Perspex glass, the, yep. you know, glass. And they were saying, look, you got your, you had a lot better success and these aren't, we're firing chickens at, at the, these glass canopies and they're, they're breaking. And, and then they said, uh, uh, defrost your birds. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> and we were, <laughs> exactly. we were still yeah, using were frozen. frozen, but yeah. Right. And it's like, you wouldn't find a, I don't know why they're Australian now. You wouldn't find a, a frozen bird at 2,000 feet now, would you? Or something right. like that. I don't know. Right up, shoot a bird at the uh, plane here, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, okay, the small little bullets, essentially, as they like to describe them in the official commercial training, um, you know, with the uh, motors, four of them on the end of, you know, a quad, but. I think they mostly deflect. Planes are designed, even if one did hit one, I don't think it's going to be as bad as what they would make out it to be because they're designed to be able to fly on one engine. But even in worst-case scenario, um, I, I think there's a lot of them just, just worried about their jobs of how this technology will start to take off more. And the EU regulation on the, the framework to get them into the airspace a bit more to allow things like the Amazon drone and that, it is kind of uh, going to be pushed in the next four or five years. So I think right. it's interesting a lot of these perhaps reports are because people are thinking well I deliver the mail, is that meaning my job as a pilot is going to be out of out of business, I can't fly these things anymore because blah 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 um, 
because people are taking my aerial photography work away from me. I, I, I do question really the, the, what the motive is behind the mass media and often wrongly portrayed incidents that occur. Um, but luckily in the UK, we have uh, a place that's um, called Hidden Valley, mm-hmm. which is an, sort of an area that the CAA are aware of and everything that permits flying uh, these aircraft and planes and all sorts. Uh, and sort of open with a membership sort of scheme. And that's that's quite an interesting thing that we've got in the UK as a model to how to integrate it and make it work where people aren't restricted, that they can still fly FPV uh in that model if you know and, and responsibly right i mean we you know like here in the uk we're, we're quite reasonable you know you're allowed to fly fpv uh, you're allowed to fly a paper airplane i know you guys aren't we, we believe it or not we haven't got jaywalking laws because like no, we <laughs> yeah because like you know they trust us that we're competent enough to cross the roads yeah common sense yeah you know and uh yeah and actually uh fpv we've got a special exemption that we can fly uh above the usual 400 feet up to a thousand feet so oh no pre- kidding yeah yep. oh it, it's great here man oh that's fantastic you know uh, the worst yep. thing here is david cameron um and <laughs> and uh, and chavs uh, the buses are awful uh they're pretty bad but apart from that yes yeah, it's, it's all good really you know and yeah. like we're, you know we're pretty lucky yeah and i think you know you, hang on a minute you let people have guns you know <laughs> and fire them up into the air randomly and you know like yeah and, and and like you know all that police brutality and yet you can't have a barbie drone yes. toy for your yes. young girl because it, right. it weighs more than 200 grams so yeah. does a brick i can throw that and that will go yeah would you like me to write my fdda number on that right I know. So <laughs> what really gets me is i don't understand over here is anybody can go out buy an experimental airplane or an ultralight of of you know there's all kinds yep. of different ultralights not have any pilot's license whatsoever, no medical, no nothing, buy it, hop in it, and go fly around totally legal. Now, that makes no sense have, to me. Have you seen that you, post? You're going to have populated areas. Yeah, you can fly it anywhere you want. Have you seen that? You know, obviously, you're not going to fly into a you know a big, major, con- uh, controlled airspace, but still. No, but over villages, towns, or... Yes. Well, you don't... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's mental. Village, suburb... Maybe Trump is in charge already. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I've just offended everyone. But yeah, have you seen that post where, the, you know, you've got the sort of like little plane thing with the, you know, the, the you know, little uh, engine at the back and they've got a replica model of it and you need a license for that, but you can, you don't for, for the full scale thing. Oh. Have you seen a post <laughs> for that? They're like... I've got a register to use this. This, on yeah. the other hand, you know, if I put my personal body in there and endanger myself, I can kill loads of people. It's great. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I might accidentally bump someone or scratch a car with this. I'm a terrorist. It's mental. I just... How do you cope with that? Surely, you know, you must, like, wake up in the morning and think, what the... Why do I even bother? Well, you know, that was a 
big, deep discussion for a long time between Wayne and Mike and I. I mean, it, it literally there for a while, we were on the fence like, I don't know if I even want to even go through with this, deal with it. it, it because, I, of course, you guys probably listen. We talked about in the podcast is there for a while. I mean, it, it just felt like even to go out and fly around my front yard, I felt like a criminal. Like all the eyes were on me. They're watching me and it was, it was not fun. We were not having fun. And this is what the hobby's about is to go out and have fun and enjoy yourself. So, you know, I, I let it go up to February 19th, which was a deadline to register. And I finally did register and, you know, things have calmed down a little bit and we, we haven't had any problems here with the local law enforcement. Matter of fact, actually most places we fly here, the guys know us and they, they really like us. So, um, we'll stick with it for a while and, and see where it goes. You know, if it gets worse and, and we're not having any fun, then I'm, I'll done, I'm done. I'll, I'll move on. But, uh, I, I hope that's not the case. I hope, you know, things work out and they kind of relax the rules and regulations a little bit and open up some of these flying areas that they've already shut down and, you know, be smart about it. But on the other hand, we got to get rid of some of these stupid people, you know, uh, the things they're doing over here with, with them and, uh, it's not helping our case any. And I think personally what we need to do is just come up with some laws, to, just like anything else. If you do something really stupid, you know, we're going to throw you in jail or we're going to fine you or whatever. But if you're just out flying and, and you're doing your normal thing and not doing anything stupid, then, you know, have fun, go do what you want to do. So ultimately do a risk assessment and think, well, is it, can I pull this off? Is it safe enough for me to say, yeah, I'll do this? You know, I suppose that's the gray line. Uh, yeah, again, it just boils down to common sense. If you got the idiot that, that, uh, you know, goes out and does something really stupid or flies, you know, through air around an air or whatever, um, you know, make, make some heavy consequences, you know, like I said, give him a hefty fine or, or, you know, put him in jail for a little while, you know, anything, just, just like anything else. If you do something stupid, they're going to throw you in jail or give you a hefty fine just like that. But I, I think they should make them watch a safety video i think that's worse than all of that you know because some of those are like <laughs> god awful well that could be too maybe we'll uh we'll throw that in the in yeah. the mix too so but, but i i don't know where it's gonna go we're uh, we're just hoping that uh you know the fa is gonna come to somewhat of their sense senses and realize that they don't own the ground from you know your yeah. backyard up you know, to wherever, you know, let's just go back to the 500, at least go back to the 500, you know, foot rule, you know, where nobody, nobody used to really care what people did under 500 feet. I mean, nobody. And now all of a sudden, now the FAA owns airspace from, you know, two inches above your backyard. That's ridiculous. Yeah. How many years ago was it when the uh, guy got beaten up by the girl for filming at a beach? Oh, and the Swedish guy. Yeah. He got attacked. Oh, oh, I didn't hear about that. What? You didn't? Oh, man. Someone get that on YouTube. He needs to listen to that right now. That is uh, crazy. Yeah, um, You know, because I, I remember, whilst you're looking for that, I remember when they first banned FPV and, like, um, you know, uh, like, I, I'd be crazy posted the video of... Um, of... Uh, the you know like you know he, he flew a paper airplane and you know like nothing happened 
you know, like he was like, this is this this is illegal by FDA rules and all this sort of stuff. It was it was crazy. And you guys were like, we can't do flight tests because we make money mm-hmm. from right, right, yeah. So you know, from this, and we're breaking the law, and you know, there there was there was times when we thought, wow, you know, like there's you know, like th- there's going to be no more flight tests. That was pretty scary. Right. I can't imagine being you guys through that. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. It was oh, a year that's... ago, by the way, for the yeah. uh, attack on the guy. Are you watching it now? Uh, well, well, no. I... Well, I thought Chris is. Oh, hang yeah. on. Let's see if I can pull it up. My... Uh... Problem I'm having, I think, is my internet uh, with with the uh, Skype call and everything is not <laughs> up to speed here since yeah. we're out in the middle of nowhere. But I think I know what you're talking about now. I remember IB Crazy was uh, was talking about it. I do kind of remember this, but you know we're we're running into the problem now too, where you know with the media hype and everything, where people are shooting them out of the skies, or they think we're you know we're spying on them and they're calling the police. And now you know we're we're federally regulated now, so if someone shoots a you know drone out of the sky, what's that do? You know, it's a federal regulated aircraft, and uh, it's just turned into a giant mess. It's terrible. Well, interestingly, in the UK, you're not allowed to endanger an aircraft, as in even threaten to shoot one down. And I've had it happen once in the UK, once. Oh, no kidding. Um, but the risk of that happening where, you know, it's a rarity for someone to say that and to, to actually follow that out, I suppose is different from the US, where it's probably, it's more likely to happen if it's going to happen. Um but yeah, the CAA rules are that you're not allowed to endanger an aircraft, no matter what that is, whether it's a quad or whether it's a full-size manned aircraft. Right, right. So that that makes sense. I, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I would have thought this similar things would have happened in the US, and now I suppose it's a step towards that. In that, if they've made it a federal federal aircraft in, of some description, you can't endanger it because I'm sure they'll they'll follow the similar aviation rules that are quite common. Yeah, you know, but it kind of depends on the town and the judges, you know, like True. that's it's a big gray area, you know, where yeah. where one one play. OK, take this for a, a example uh, out in California. A guy was flying down down along the beach. Um, the guy thought he was goofing around and spying on him, was throwing rocks at the thing and finally, you know, uh, got it knocked out of the air and it crashed. Well, he took him to court. Well, they they the guy sued him. And, and he actually won the, the drone operator won, you know, he, he got a big settlement out of it. But then there was another one like in Texas where, you know, they shot one out of the sky and it went to court and blah, blah, blah. Well, the guy with the drone was, was in the wrong. I mean, it's, there's, there's no consistent set of rules is the problem, you know? Yeah. Mm. And well, actually in the UK and it's probably similar there, as soon as you put a camera on it, it's classified completely differently as in for the data protection act and many other surveillance, uh, sort of, uh, laws and, and all sorts regulations yeah yeah david's kind of in that same situation there in sweden where you stick a camera on it you're you know that's a surveillance completely, thing yeah. yeah yeah so wow uh, unbelievable i don't think we're as bad as some of the you know european countries no countries. as a pretty pretty all right in compared to what david's having to deal with um also you know we've 
we've got the like the drone code has been written up which summarizes everything that you need to worry about for all of these things and it's all in one place it's easy to reference all the media outlets have been publishing it everywhere it's but but people are more likely to see someone else feel like fly one like we were saying earlier that just gets it sent to you know a youtuber and um people will mock that same behavior uh, people see, people do, and it was so interesting because I did a, a drone workshop for some kids. It was part of a science week not so long ago, a week ago, two weeks ago, and um, I, I basically showed uh, a, a schizo FPV. You know, it was always flying in the stadium um, uh-huh. at the F three Expo, or so and I showed them some racing, and the kids all wanted to copy the the freestyle because it looked more fun, and it was easier to to, to do that. And mm-hmm. it's interesting that people will see, oh, look, this Phantom 4, I can fly it, it'll come back home, I don't even need to think about it. They're not. They're the ones that aren't going to bother reading a drone code. And that's the problem is how do you get that code out where it's actually started to be absorbed? Because I think anyone that's come through an RC channel flying planes or anything or helis and all that have already thought, well, these are dangerous, I've got to be, you know, do everything right. Yep. And I know yep. the laws. Um, but it's all these newer flyers that how do you get that, and, that piece yep. of air law and sensibility across. I, I right. think I think the best, the biggest difference is the um, environment in, in which it's sold to you. Where you know, like with the internet and like DGI, I think they're really guilty of just being like, I, "This, this yes. is awesome. This is what yep. you can do. You can have the yep. greatest fun. Everything will be fine." But when you go into an RC shop and you're like, "I want to buy this," they'll go. They'll ask questions. They're like, "What do you want to do with it?" Why are you doing that? Have you thought about this? This could kill you, your family. It will spy on your grandparents. Um, <laughs> Automatically, you know, like you know, if you buy that, that makes you a terrorist. And um, it's it's the environment. It's a lot more sensible environment. You know, it's a lot realistic. They want you to have fun, but they they will look after you. Whereas yeah. you walk into like an electronic store like Maplin's, yep. they don't. They will sell you their mother. Yes, you know, and I they won't totally give you an instruction agree. manual for her. Let alone yep. the drone. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Small Best Buy, aren't they? Our high street shops yeah. that you can find yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing we you know we talked about on our podcast too. I I think is the complete downfall. You know, and I understand their side. They they want to make get their stuff products out there and make money. But when you're selling these and all these major like you know over here is Best Buy or these these large, big uh, photography online stores, you know, where places where people see these and don't know anything about them and can walk in and, and buy them and go right out and fly them. That's where the problem lies. Exactly. Maybe maybe I should go in and uh, film a video of asking people from Maplin and at the Apple don't store name people. what the air navigation oh. order is and, you know, what's the legalities around flying these things and just to gauge their response. Yeah, I'm sure that it's going to be very, very minimal, and just read what's in the box or go to the website. Yeah, they won't know. They just no. won't. Guaranteed. You know, uh, I don't. I don't know if you guys were watching our our big excitement after Christmas was getting on YouTube and watching all these videos of all these people getting all these drones for Christmas on their first flights and watching them fly away. That was fantastic. We spent hours doing that. <laughs> you guys are sick. Karma is a powerful thing. You know, I just, just type Christmas flyaway for that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe we just need to do a really elaborate one at Christmas. You know, pin Jay up and be like Jay. Right, you just <laughs> pretend you got this for Christmas, and like you're really excited, 
and then we'll just set fire to it mid-flight, <laughs> man. It'll be awesome. People will believe this is real people, you know, and yeah. Maybe we should redo the uh, flying into the fire with the fairy that flies with a phantom. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Or just like, you know, build a sort of indoor stage and just have it smash everything and get caught in the oven and, you know, grandma's on fire. Something really <laughs> elaborate, like, you know. <laughs> I just, I, I had to type Christmas drone fly away and the first one that came up was inaugural and final flight of Jeff's Christmas drone. There we go, <laughs> yeah. see? Uh, I, I've seen, <laughs> I saw this guy just take up a quad, just fly it so far away and then flip the return to home. It never does. Yep. You know even... We shouldn't be laughing about this, though. This should be bringing tears to our eyes. That yeah. they, they still exist. Just, oh, yeah. Uh, it's an everyday thing over here. Every day. But, um, yeah, man. It's, uh, should we call it there? Because it's 12 o'clock at night here. Oh, yeah, man. I, sure. that is also, I'm doing guys. this on the battery. So uh, oh, I have yeah. to call it soon. Yeah, no worries. Well, um, thanks for joining us on Let's Drone Out. And uh, I hope the other guys don't think you're too much of a traitor. We'd love to have them on as well. <laughs> Sure, and, absolutely. Uh, we'll come back on any time you'll have us. Y- yeah, like, you know, and if you want one of us, if you've enjoyed any of us, then, yeah, we'll we'll come on and have a <laughs> yeah, chat Yeah, all with at you. once or one at a time. Yeah, it's <laughs> up to you. Like. We'll try not to swear. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> about much. that. But, um, yeah, thank you. And, uh, yeah, like, we, I love listening to your show as I drive thank to work you. and then work on RC stuff. So Thank you. You get a good start to my day, really, so... I appreciate it. And, and flight test has totally changed my life, if not saved my life. He said that many a time <laughs> well before this. Telemetry lost.